Okay, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Searchcast, Season Two, Episode Thirty Four, presented by Primal X Hockey and part of Five of the Game Sports Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. I'm Cat Hunter. And if you're on the YouTube version, uh, you can see in the bottom right corner of your screen we have a very special guest today. Uh, he does have a government name, but uh, we were told not to give it away, so we gotta go by <laughs> the brand which is Stats brand, and also featuring Duke, who we did see a little bit ago. So you may or may not see him on the po- on the YouTube version. So if you do, I guess you got to go to our Moose, YouTube. Moose, you can pay attention to the podcast now. You have permission. <laughs> <laughs> we do have confirmation that we have photos, and Duke is there. He's just a sleepy, tired boy because, I mean, when, when you're when you're a Kane's dog, you know, it's it's tough. Life is so hard. Well, you'll have Life to look at the pictures because we don't know when Bailey's going to get this up on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but I mean, oof. I take oof. a Twitter hiatus for like two days and this is what I get. Jeez. Well, we talk about seeing the dog when they're not going to be able to see him for a little bit. Hey, I, that's why I took pictures in case this takes a while. Leave me alone. I mean, we are, we are in a four-month I hate us on hiatus on YouTube, so I mean it'll happen eventually. Anyway, enough about me and my problems. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> so we got Kane stats with us tonight. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing good. It's a pleasure to be here finally. Yes. It's uh, I will say since you guys invited me on, that this is my favorite Kane's podcast currently. <laughs> I am so proud. I, I'm you know, what, it's it's an it's an honor. We appreciate. It. It's nice to put a face to the name of what for me is probably one of like the top. Like, inject the stats into we, my veins. Here's just your like. Oh, you want to you want to write a stat? Here you go. We share your tweets to our like group chat like all the time. We're like, hey, look what he said. Like, look. <laughs> so it's nice <laughs> to see a face to it because I feel like we like well me in the background like slowly fangirling like look his stats prove me right. It's also so nice, too, to see, like, a little stats brand page that has a bunch of personality to it, too. Like, that is my favorite part about it. I don't know if the personality is a good thing sometimes. Like, can I <laughs> No, lean into it. Lean into the personality. We, we need it. We need it. It's true. We, we kind of do. <laughs> I want to see if I can find my favorite personality. I don't think it was a... I don't think it was an actual stat. I think it was just you responding to someone and i wonder if i can find it it's so i do i do do have to ask you though so does duke like his carolina hurricanes hat that he's got recently he okay so for purposes of me saying i i made like a story about it that uh kaylee and alex uh i'm really good friends with them and it was like a joke about the hat for the longest time and they went out of their way to meet up with me saturday and they bought the freaking hat (laughs) <laughs> and I think that was that might be one of the highlights of the trip is that somebody actually bought me this hat that I've been making so much fun out of. And <laughs> I enjoy it. The Canes fans enjoy it for the content. And Duke absolutely hates the hat. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh my gosh. That's you know, that's the one thing I love about Kane's Twitter. It's just for the fact that like, yeah, there's gonna be some discourse and stuff like that here and that here and there, but honestly they're like about for me about 90 percent of the time it's a pretty awesome place to be at because obviously like these two that i've met co-host now and like you know meeting you finally here and then at the stadium series and like even at kim war at the retirement game it was like just running into people it's just 
Kane's Twitter is a great place. Got to be a lot of great people. So, I mean, it is. Yeah, I ran, ran into Bray and uh, Brad and Ray from Storm Cellar down there too. So that was a lot of fun and uh, hockey by Evan. He was actually sitting behind us at the at the Cam Ward game. So it's it's awesome just to see the people you run into. But yeah, so for the episode today, we're actually going to talk about the Hurricanes just absolutely just dummying the Blues. So ah. no moody, no 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 Moody Blues this week for the, for your Carolina Hurricanes. Took it well. He surprisingly didn't do anything. I, I mean, he didn't make a save, and he didn't fight. It's... And the funny part was our backup goalie was in the game, too, so I'm kind of surprised he didn't go after Antiranta. So, I mean, there you go. Um, also, we're going to do a lot – we're going to do a lot of stat stuff tonight. And it's not me going over stats this time. We got the guy doing the stats with us tonight. <laughs> uh, we're going to do that for a little bit. Then we're going to do a couple trade talks here and there a little bit. Also, we got a lot of fan questions. This is probably the most fan questions we've gotten in a while. So we are going to do some fan questions as well. And of course, everyone's favorite didn't do it this earlier this week on our you know stadium series episode, but we are bringing Forgotten Canes back for it's kind of weird we didn't do one for the first time in forever. So gotta bring it back and all that good stuff. So that blues game. How about a <laughs> How about Andre Svechikov? I was like, you know what? It's nice giving assists, but I think it's time for me to score some goals. Yeah. Score but two. also, you can't you can't talk about how good that game is and not talk about how the Blues were complete asshats, and they pulled their goalie at, like, what? Like, almost three and a half minutes. And then the moment that we're like, ooh, we should – well, poor Quickie missed the open net. But yeah. the moment everyone wants Vets to score another one, they're like, here, let's put Bennington back in. Like, why? What do you have to gain or lose at this point? Can you could you imagine the roof being blown off that building if he nails the hat trick goal on a lacrosse goal? Yeah. Like the like the roof it's like uh, hey, we need to run into a PNC. <laughs> the, the roof got absolutely just shot off because you know <laughs> the loudest barn in hockey just absolutely lost their minds. Like if he actually nailed that goal. Highlight reels for days. Like, mm-hmm. like, what, what else can you do? What else can you say to that? Plus, it would have been his third Hattie of the season, but the we want Svetch chance that we're going on oh, in the period that was, that so was awesome. like it's like almost chill inducing because it's like the fans just took over the game for no reason. By the way, it's a it's a freaking Tuesday night game against the Blues, and the fans were so electric. Like the Stadium Series game into that game, like the electricity oh, yeah. at PNC to just like. Chantford in the third was awesome. I oh, think yeah. we messed up Quickie when he tried to go for that open net because he was like, well, I'm not Svetch. How did they see this, though? How about that Seth Jarvis goal? Oh, my absolute goodness. That was – that's almost be illegal in some states of how nasty that was. Like, sir, sir, the way he just, like, absolutely just basically undressed Bennington to score that goal was, like, nothing better listen that man heard trade rumors and he's like bet i'm gonna play my best hockey and if i go you're gonna regret it yeah and it's kind of reassuring though because i i will say um mike shane and scott burnside talked about this on kane's cast and saying that they're almost positive nothing is happening to jarvey or any other roster player we could see some wolves go but nothing's yeah. happening to Jarvie. So everybody can take a little bit of a breath. Because I think because I think that's like, what, five <laughs> in his last three games or something like that? So, I mean, 
I, I know, like, he's got a good number of goals. It's either four, it's either four or five in his last three or yeah. four. Uh, and know, obviously, I, I always share the stat, but every single time Jarvis scores, we don't lose in regulation. Oh, speaking of which, I guess some guy from the, the Kane Stats brand from Kane Stats on Twitter said the Carolina Hurricanes are 24 0 3 when Seth Jarvis scores a goal. So, I mean, I share it every time, but I don't think people really fathom like how insane of a stat that is. Mostly stats are just numbers, but like the fact like we've played 27 games where Seth Jarvis scores a goal and none of them we've lost in regulation is just like unfathomable. Yeah. Knock on wood. Another reason why you don't trade Seth Jarvis because when he scores a goal, we win games. So, so what you're saying is Seth Jarvis is the way. He is the way, hopefully. But I also laugh that that Bailey has to mention that, you know, Mike and all of them are saying we're we're like 95% sure we're not getting rid of a player. And it's like, that is what they've said since the beginning, that they weren't getting rid of a roster player. They didn't intend to ever do that. So, but I just think the more freaked out people get during (laughs) the trades, especially right now with the stuff with Patrick Kane, people are just kind of like, Oh yeah, well, give them everything we have so we can get one player to help us keep going. Yeah, well, because we, you know, because when you see Dmitry Orlov go to Boston and you see Tarasenko go to the Rangers, it's just like people are like they like they want to make a move right now, and it's like don't make a move just to make a move. Make sure that it's going to work, because everyone's like, well, because Tom Dundon talked to Frank Saravelli too, and it's like he was talking about they're going to get aggressive. They didn't say this year; they said they're going to get aggressive soon because. After next season, we only got four guys under contract, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they got more. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got more aggressive next season because this year, I mean, the top six is playing really well. I mean, from Walt Ruff, it's a small sample size, but the seven periods since Brad Brandmore and his staff made the the tra- the swap for Svech and Teravinen, Svechikov has got two goals, three assists. Aho has got a goal and assist. Jarvis three goals and two assists. Tavo two goals and three assists. KK's got two goals and an assist, and Martin is just a goal and three assists. And then and no goals against. Well, here's the other here's the other stat from our fantastic guest. Since Rod Brandon unveiled the new lines last week during the Camor Hall of Fame game, Sveshnikov, Aho, Jarvis in the 80s line, which by the way, I love that name for that line. The 80s line. Absolutely fantastic. I call them fancy pants. You don't understand the plays they were making against the blues were beautiful. They just didn't get right in the net. There was one though, where it just KK hit it wide, like by this much to the point where I, cause I was behind the goal hopped up out of my seat. Cause I thought it was in like their plays were gorgeous. They just got broken up by like one little tip. And it was like, so I call them the fancy pants ones. Cause they, like that, of course, then the next goal that goes in is Aho's like nasty little like it's a chaos and he stuffs it in. Yeah, and so, like of course that goes in and all their pretty plays are just barely missing. Hey, you want know the eighties line, the fancy pants line? I don't care what you call them; they were on fire. Honestly, though, we need to make a poll on Twitter and see which which one people like. That'd be whatever. They're gonna like the eighties line, whatever. <laughs> hey, no. Content cat, come on! It's all about the content. Uh, which, by the way, eleven goals, zero assists. So I mean, whatever works works. It's just it's it's just so great. It's like you know what? Let's just do these lines, see how it works out. And right now, they're playing lights out hockey. Like, mm-hmm. 
and for where we are in the standings and how Rod is with the Lions, I like that he's mixing up Lions in February to kind of see who clicks and who doesn't because we've already tried KK with Natchez and Svetch. We've we know that like Svechnikov, Teravine, and Ajo has been magic in the past. So it's good to try to like get different lines going, see how players play with each other, especially before like March and April come around for the playoffs. I was going to say, we were kind of talking about this before we started hitting record too, is Kat was mentioning that, uh, who was it? Your dad said that Max Domi was the, uh, what's the word for it? Max Domi's, it's it's the opposite of a number one fan. Yes. I'm saying that, yeah. Yeah, to credit my father, he thinks <laughs> his take is last season, the moment we got Domi on our team is the moment we lost our chemistry and our synergy, yeah. and then we struggled in playoffs and couldn't connect and get goals because of Domi, because we instead of what I thought, we were just going to have him as an extra slash slide him into that fourth line. He got put up on the top. He wasn't really doing anything, and he took mm-hmm. away the chemistry because he hadn't played with them all season. So There's that's no identity with Max Domi. <laughs> right. And so I think it's really important for us as a team too, to be able to kind of mesh together. And we've always called uh, Randy Rod Blendemore just because that's how he's always been with his lines. And it, it's really important to kind of have that flexibility and versatility, I think. And lots of people disagree, but it, it's really important to be able to kind of sit there and say, Oh yeah, you can put this guy and this guy and this guy together and they have, they still have chemistry and they may not perform the best or to the best of their ability, but they can still perform. Well, it's, and it's nice that, so we talked about how, when we went into the all-star break, it was kind of the worst time for a break for the Canes because they were just so dominant and like on fire. And then they came back and they struggled a little bit Mm -hmm. to find their groove again. It's kind of nice that we can, he's like, Hey, let's just mix it up a little bit, find that groove again. It might be a little different, but let's just get going. And that's what they've done. They're like, Mm -hmm. okay, we're here to play again. And it seems like we're getting back to that team that hit right before the all-star break. Yeah. I mean, you look at, because it it makes it really interesting to going into like, I think the deadline's like next third, like a week from today, because we're recording on Thursday night. Like you look at the team and then they all, all, you see it everywhere. All the hurricanes need top six scoring. They need top six scoring because they lost patch They got to get the top six guy, but I'm like, our top six isn't bad. Like there's no really a, there's not a sore spot in the top six. Who do you drop out of it though? If we do go get someone, that's like the only thing it's kind of like, what do you do? Is it really that we need a top six guy or we just need a guy that finishes the power plays? Like, I feel like the power play has always been our sore subject and that's what people were really wanting, especially yeah. with Pat and Burns. Right. And so I feel like that's more of a spot, which, I mean, you don't have to be top line to fit into the power play. No, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're good at the power play specialist, because you're not really much of a top six guy, but you can score on the power play. There's guys that can do that. It's just. It's one of those things where the top six is so good right now. I don't really want to screw up that chemistry that that, that like we just talked about eleven goals and, and zero goals given up for those two, those two lines since the Hall of Fame game. Why would you want to mess with that? So it's just kind of like it really is going to be. I don't envy Don Waddell right now for the fact that it's like all right, have fun trying to figure out what what we're going to go get. Where like we're not making a big splash, then what are we doing? 
depth. It's probably gonna be some. I, I think that's why I like, or like a power play specialist type guy. I think that's why I like, which I know we've all mentioned before. I think I like if we're. I know we're getting more into the trade talk, which I like um, the talks of Schmaltz a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, because I could see him, he doesn't have to be a top set. Like, I think he would fit us really well, but he's not like, I don't think he'll cost us as much, but he can supply some extra firepower that we need and he can fit in maybe in the lower lines. Yeah. For me, like I'm a huge Nick Schmaltz guy. Like I think he would be an upgrade with KK on the second line, but also you look at it and then KK has seven points and seven games being on the second line and it's like how much do you want to mess up the chemistry that we have going already so right exactly i mean it's like finding the price for an upgrade and not trying to screw up the chemistry you have to find a balance that works both ways for it so it's like you have to find a goal score how much is that goal score going to affect what we have already because last year the canes wanted to add goal scoring and grit and went out and got max domi and he never fit the chemistry of the team was an instant I don't want to say regret because we didn't pay anything for him, really. We gave up a couple picks and we gave up a draft pick that more than likely not affect us in the long run. And yeah, it was, like a, it was yeah, it was a couple prospects that were never really going to see the roster. Yeah. At all. And then we gave up uh, uh, we gave up Aiden Hershick and then uh, Igor, whatever yeah. his name was. I can't yeah. think of it off the top of yeah. my head, but it's like it didn't affect too much at the time. And but he was supposed to upgrade the team. He was supposed to be a scoring, gritty guy. And in the Rangers series, he literally was nothing. In Boston, he, he obviously had game seven, but one game doesn't help out in a 14-game series. He should have, he should have helped us finish it before game seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you, you look at Nick Schmaltz, a uh, friend of the podcast, Eric, on Twitter, because he posted like his stat card. I mean, right winger, center, 26. He is time on ice first liner, but we're talking about the Arizona Coyotes here. Take that as you will. But I mean, five point nine million times four. So you're, after this year, you get like three more years at five point nine. That's not a bad contract for like he'll be twenty nine when that contract ends, which is not bad at all. Eighty nine percent of projected WAR, uh, even strength offense seventy eight percent, power play fifty one percent. That's not bad. Eighty four percent finishing. So he can finish. Like, he was good in Chicago. He's been good in Arizona since he got there, too. And it's, I mean, face-off percentage, okay, he's not the greatest. But, I mean, I would still throw him on the wing, if anything else, and then, like, go well, from I feel, there. I feel like if him on a line with uh, Stasny and um, Nathan, Nathan mm-hmm. um, sorry to step, but both of those guys have shown, like, Nathan can be our gritty. He can be on the power play. He loves to put away those nasty little goals. Uh, puts in one clutch every now and then, and you have another, you add another like decent finisher to that line. We'll just make that line awesome. That could, and someone that could move up and down depending on how the night's going. Mm -hmm. I think that is a, I like that idea. Like I like that flexibility without sacrificing the chemistry Mm -hmm. we have of our top two lines. Well, like you said, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a top six guy to be on the power play. So there you go. There's two guys that are constantly there. So. So Nick Schmaltz last year had a span of two games where I think he had 11 points in two games. He was like yeah. completely on fire and he has that like ability to get to that next level. I think being out on the coyotes is kind of like made it stats a little bit worse. So like the micro stats, you look at them and they're like, Oh, he can finish. He's doing this in Arizona. What can you do? Like on a top two team, like 
Carolina. Like what could he put up there? The other thing is I was going to say is like, we have a top six, but like, it's kind of like not a top six because the stall line, I still think is the top line. And like by that, I mean, that's the line like that we look to set the pace for the game. Like they are. It's all, it's about consistency in that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't really matter who we bring in. It doesn't matter what line they're on. If they're going, Rod's going to play them. If they're scored, they're going to be on the power play. If they show the effort, they're going to be on the penalty kill. So it's like, no matter who we bring in, whether it's Timo Meyer or if we end up doing Nick Schmaltz or anybody else, it's like it doesn't matter where they slot in the lineup. They're going to get their chance to play like legitimate minutes. Yeah, if there's yeah, because we we we've said it all the time too. I've even said it. There's no lines. It's just ma- current matchups of guys that are available. Exactly. I like I like the price for Schmaltz. The best. I would love Timo Meyer if we can get Burns and Lawrence and Nason to convince him to get his ass over here. Um, I I wouldn't, but if his price is too high, then I'm I lean away from it a little bit. Um, I'm I am nervous though that if we don't get him, that the New Jersey Devils will. It's almost more of like if we can't have him, I don't want you to either. <laughs> well, well the, well, the thing is, the Blues are now all of a sudden in the in the running for him too. All of a sudden, oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> but here's my thing, though, too. It's kind of like I like I don't mind Timo Meyer, but the price that they originally wanted, and the fact of how many trades have already happened since then, keeps keeps resetting his asking price, and for the fact that his camp wants nine million, wants wants nine million dollars. <laughs> Per year, but then his qualifying offers ten million. It's like it's almost too much for trap for the trade and for the contract for me to get Timo Meyer. And I wouldn't mind getting him, but if you can go out and go get Nick Schmaltz for five point nine for the next three years after this season, I'm not going to be upset with that because we all said it. You can throw him anywhere, and that brings you to five guys under contract after next season. Because after next year, you still have two years left. And he'll be what twenty eight at that point. So I mean, I wanted my Nick Schmaltz. Someone even said, "What about Velmalka as a goalie option to back up Piotr?" I'm like, that wouldn't be a bad idea either. But where would you put him this year? That was the thing. I was gonna say, there's really, I mean, not anywhere to kind of place him. No, there, there isn't. at all. No, so I mean, unless you like, there, there's no future thinking there because he what what's he gonna do sit the bench while uh Piotr and who is it uh down there in Chicago oh uh Where Zach Sachenko yeah Sachenko you're just gonna sit the bench while they handle everything and then as soon as Piotr probably comes up this next uh, upcoming yeah, year like you're I sitting mean, yeah, the bench yeah. until then well, that, yeah, no, that makes I mean, zero sense yeah no well, I said it wouldn't be a bad option it's just that's more of like an off that'd be for me, that's more of a good off-season move. Uh, to yeah, to I, to I would agree with you then. No, yes. Yeah, not, not a trade deadline move. That's more of like an off-season move. But like I said, Timo Meyer, if it works out fine, the pri- the asking price from his camp is kind of hard for me to look at. But, I mean, Nick Schmaltz wouldn't be a bad option either. I keep throwing out Travis Konechny. He would be a really solid guy. But I mean, if that comes through, Zach – Will be insufferable. <laughs> no, I know. I promise. I'll keep it to a minimum of best. But 
but he's 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 like a point per game guy this year. So I mean, he's playing playing really well too. So I mean, there we I, go. But so, I, I do have one more comment on Timo Meyer. It's like the issue I have with Canes fans is whenever there's like the hot commodity free agent or the hot trade project, like Canes fans are all in on that specific person, and it's like you have to like temper your expectations a little bit. Like, Timo Meyer will definitely improve the team, like, if he's on the team. But at what price, at what value do they say, hey, we can't sit in this? New Jersey's already said that they're all in on Timo Meyer, meaning we can continue to be in the race. But how much is New Jersey going to give up? Because they were talking about giving up Dawson. It's going to become a bidding war at that point. It is. And if New Jersey wants to give up Dawson Mercer, that means we have to give up Seth Jarvis. And it's like, how much... How much are we going to intrigue the bidding war? We can only go so far. And then the Blues right. are like going to be huge, deep, like dark horses in this because they want Timo Meyer too. And they have three first round picks next year. So it's like, you, yeah, and they're, willing to, they're willing to spend the money because they have the space now. So it's like, there's so many different factors into it. That yeah. we kind of seem to lower our expectations and be a little bit realistic on what we. Like, yeah, I am honestly better with him going to the Blues because you won't have to worry about him. Yeah, yeah, because that's for me. It's just like it, like it the really, Blues. Like, go ahead, go to the non-contender. That's fine. If we can't have you, go to it the. Honestly, would, it would be so funny if that happens. Like, it would ruin the trade deadline for so many people. <laughs> Oh, it was. Yeah. Like I so said, for me, that's like I don't want to give up the future for, you know, a flash of, like a guy who's like so hot right now. It's just kind of like, like so Seth, Jarvis, Seth, what Seth do you want to? What would you give up? What would you give up for for Timo? I've seen. Well, I, th- I saw. I think I saw one earlier today. I forget who put it up there, but it was like Jack Drury, this year's first, and I think it was the Flyers' third. Is it this year's or next year's? I think it was this year. Was looking for B prospects too, though? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, they were, but some, but someone was, but someone dropped Drury in like this year's first. I think the Flyers third this year, then like a fifth rounder or something like that. So they were going to get like three picks in Drury to get Timo Meyer. I mean, if there, if it was going to be like a first, a top A, and like two Bs. Okay, what Jack Drury? Then you're looking at what maybe Taxcala or I mean, you, you, I was thinking Jameson Reese. Yeah, Reese or, Reese. or or I feel like Nikisha. I feel no, like no, not Nikisha, not Nikisha. You can't you can't throw Nikisha in there. He's gonna be too good. He's, I mean, I'm a, just saying a, though. Ryan Suzuki. You could write. You can throw Ryan Suzuki in there, but I mean. The one player I I guarantee, if we end up trading for Timo Meyer, I guarantee Scott Morrow is probably gone, just because oh, it doesn't gosh. make sense. It doesn't make sense for us to hold on to Nikishin and Morrow, and no. the Kings already stated that they're not pretty much they're pretty much not trading Nikishin. And no. when I heard that, my immediate thought was that's Morrow's bell ringing that he's going to be the one that goes if anything. Yeah, no the way the way Nikishin's playing for the fact of how young he is and how much he just he just set the new. SK and Moscow record for defenseman in a single season. That and that's on KHL ice. Like imagine what he's gonna do on a North American ice. Yeah, the Hurricanes aren't giving up because deep deep prospects like that don't grow on trees. So no, the, the Canes are not gonna give him up. Um, so a couple more quick, just random stats before we deep dive into the real stats of the <laughs> podcast. 
Um, the Carolina Hurricanes with their win on the other night um, with the alternate jer- with the new bl- the black homes. I, I still consider them the alternates because I'm, I'm not used to that still. 14 4 and 5 for a 7 1 7 um, winning percentage overall, 38 10 and 8 for 750. And then Freddie Anderson sees a high 35 saves on Tuesday night. He is now 9 and 1 with a 920 save percentage since returning back from injury January 12th. The nine wins are also tied for the most by any, by any NHL netminder during that time. So. Welcome back, Freddie Anderson, and just doing what you doing what you're doing. Um, so, real quick before we actually go into more of the stats stuff, we're going to do our got to talk about our amazing sponsors real quick, and that is PrimoX Hockey. If you guys are looking for any great hockey equipment, go over to PrimoXHockey.com, and if you use the code SearchCast to check out, you do get twenty percent off your order. They got skate laces skate protectors they got outdoor pucks indoor pucks i mean they got pretty much everything they got a skate sharpener at the facility as well they're actually the cool thing is so they got like their main warehouse but they actually they're opening a that little like store right next to the warehouse so it's like a little shop you can go in and like browse all their products in store too so which is really amazing continental u.s free shipping pick up at the warehouse well slash store now since they got the store opening up but I mean, just a great group of guys. I mean, also, too, they also have these amazing koozies. I mean, how can you not want a koozie while you're drinking your storm brew? So, I mean, there's a I great group of guys. I someone forgot their koozie on Saturday. I wonder, I wonder who that person is, too, and you might need to, like, you know, get it together. But, I mean, what can you do? So, um, but, no, I mean, Tuck and all those guys are amazing over there at Primax Hockey. Like, they're, they're based in Raleigh. Shop local, support local. I mean, big Canes fans. And I mean, just just a great group. They also got T-shirts, hoodies, hats. I mean, you you get the hookup for pretty much anything hockey related and apparel and stuff like that. So, like I said, PrimeXHockey.com. Use SearchCast at the checkout and get twenty percent off your order. Help support them. Help support us. So why not? Why not support the local guys and help us here at the SearchCast? So can I do that one more time? Is that Primo X Hockey? <laughs> PrimoXHockey.com. Not Primo. <laughs> no, not Primo. Primo. Not Primo Cat. Primo. Listen. Okay. Listen. There are subs with that name at the Canes games. All right. So that's what I thought. <laughs> fair. To be fair. To be fair. All right. Now we're here for what everyone's really been waiting for. We need the juicy stats. So, Kane stats. What do you got for us tonight? I might have tweeted like one of them before the like before I came on here. But the one that I was looking at earlier that was really intriguing me was about the lines and how the new top six lines have scored eleven goals for mm-hmm. and have zero goals against. Uh, like the top six lines have really been like rejuvenated. I think since Rod re-put them together, and I. I enjoy it. Like there's something enjoyable about watching just us go out there and shit can Bennington, but <laughs> so great. It's so great. Jordan Losington is such a clown. I'm so glad. I'm just so glad we actually just dummy the crap out of him that game, especially Seth Jarvis's goal. Oof. It's actually, it's twice this year. We've just completely dummied them though. I think also That's the good. one thing like we we're kind of like a, Another like dark horse candidate for the president's 
trophy. And I don't know if anybody's really talking about it because Boston's kind of slowed down a little bit and we're kind of rolling. And I know people don't want us to win the president's trophy because they think it is a jinx, but I kind of want to see us get there. I think we can definitely make a run for it at the end of the season. Because honestly, I don't think if my memory serves me correctly, I don't think the Hurricanes have ever won the president's trophy. We have not, and right now we're three games out of it. So, could you imagine though, on the 25th anniversary season, our Hurricanes go on the President's Trophy? Like, we can get there too. I think Boston obviously is still the. They, they were the Vegas odds favorites for like by a huge margin, and like if you made like a a chance bet on the Hurricanes, and let's just say December when we're not doing our greatest. I think it would have been a really good bet to take at this point. Yeah. Yeah, November was not November was not a great month for the Hurricanes cuz what we talk what was what we talked about Bailey it was like a bunch of games where it was like four or five straight overtime losses but somehow we still had like November ridiculous... has never been a good month. It was no win November. <laughs> but, we but we still somehow had a ridiculous point streak in the middle of all that too which is surprisingly enough. Yeah. But, very hurt. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure at least part of that contributed to our long point streak this Ex- season. Exper- experience Kentucky. We get a, we get a ridiculous point streak with a bunch of overtime losses strung together. Make it make sense. It was everything since <laughs> we lost to the Coyotes, and then I think we lost to Boston the day after Thanksgiving in overtime. So yeah, it was. It was. The, that was the beginning of the streak. Was a loss to Boston in overtime, I believe. Yeah. That. Oh gosh, there I remember that. Go. I, I remember that Arizona game too. Not a lot of people were happy about that one. That was one of the prime nights of just log off of Twitter and ignore the fans because there's a lot of very opinionated people who are like, the playoffs are over for us after a Coyotes oh loss. Oh, my God. Season. Which now, well, if you look, the Coyotes beat a lot of teams, a lot of good teams. They beat I mean, the current uh, Stanley Cup champions. So. I mean, I mean the, I mean, the Blackhawks are on a four-game winning streak and just beat Toronto, Vegas, and a whole bunch of other good teams are in the playoffs right now. So, I mean. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, hockey. Any it's, team can beat any team in the NHL on every given night. Yeah. The, I mean, I mean, the Coyotes basically give the Maple Leafs like nightmares now because they consistently beat them like almost every time they play. Yeah. The only other stat I have, I'm pretty sure you guys already brought it up a million times, but like when we talk about the season and we talk about just the Hurricanes and the depth that they have is when Slavin and Ajo, who are arguably our best players, went out with injury, we still went 13-0 and when they were injured. Oh, and I yeah, think it yeah. speaks to the volumes of like how – how different this team is compared to other years. Yeah. Yeah. It it comes down to, because I think I brought this up a few episodes ago where when Slavin went out with his bout of COVID, we played awful at least the first two games. mm -hmm. And then he goes out this year and it's like, oh, we actually know how to play and show up for one of our star players. Yeah, I mean. And step in when they're out. I mean, hey, we had a few trips to Chapman do in the process. too. I mean. Is it Chatfield? I feel like I saw. Is he? Isn't he like a plus twenty plus something? I think. I think it was like <laughs> plus sixteen. Plus minus. I think. Give yeah, I me think, a sec. I'm pulling it up. I think what I think the last time I checked was like plus sixteen or something like that. Like I his, thought it was plus sixteen, and then for some reason I also thought it was plus twenty two. So I'm really curious. Jalen Chatfield is currently a plus twenty two. <laughs> Let's go. 
I, the non-stats person pulling one out. <laughs> you want to know who runs him so, up, though? Jacob Slavin and Seth Jarvis are actually tied for it at 14. There you go. What I will say the job. one I'm happy about is that last night, Andre Svechnikov finally got over even in his plus minus. I think he's <laughs> plus one or plus two on the year. Good. He's just had a really bad luck on the plus minus, which obviously oh. I, I don't look too much at, but it was kind of funny. Like last night, it took him going plus four to like get him finally over that hump. Mm-hmm. If, if I remember right, I believe that put like, I think everybody on the team has got a plus minus above even now. I think so. Yeah. It's funny because everyone's like, oh, what's wrong with Andrei Sechikov? He's not scoring. He's struggling. I'm like, guys, he also does lead the team in, this, in assists, you know, in 2023. Zach, I mean, he's, he's, still a, he's still a points per game guy. Gotta say it, though. It's death, taxes, and talk shit about a player, and then they do well. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's the surge cast, like, mojo G. I, I don't know how we have, to, we have to give it a name at this point because <laughs> – Whenever we talk about it, it works. So we 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 gotta we gotta come up with a name for something for this, cause while we're, we're still we're on the plus right. minus before it gets irrelevant to the only person who does not have an over even plus minus is Dylan Coglin. Well, where's, he hasn't played enough. Where's he at? <laughs> negative one. Oh oh no! Negative. Get rid of him. Get rid so. of him. I mean, it's just this team is just. I mean. I mean, at this point, Zach, too. I don't even know if that's a joke anymore. <laughs> I am joking. I am joking. Get yeah. rid of Coglin, guys. Okay. I, I, if, you're, if you can't tell why I'm laughing and smiling in the middle of this, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously just kidding. But, I mean, because you bring up, like, plus minus. I always look at plus minus as a context stat. I think I tweeted at you, actually, um, can stats, is the fact I look at it as – with defensemen in terms of like time on ice to see like how much they're playing and how that usually how that coincides time on ice should be looked at synonymously exactly it's a it's a context stat with that that's the only way i can look at it because plus minus is such an overrated stat of like well this guy's this good because of this well no he could be on the top line against the other team's top line and get scored on it's just it is what it is it's it's not a stat that's an end-all be-all it's like how good this guy is it's like okay what's his time on ice what line is he on how many minutes? Like how many minutes is he logging? Is he also on power plays and penalty kills and everything else? It's, it's what just, I think. It's, about it's minus, stat. I think of Justin Falk because Justin Falk was the All Star for the Hurricanes for a little bit, and I'm not even gonna look up the number, but I'm pretty sure he's like minus 100 in his Canes career, which is it's, so insane. Low. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the only player worse is like just or uh, Jeff Skinner. And Jeff Skinner had a 40-goal year with us. He had really good seasons with us. I mean, even Connor McDavid, like, I believe he's, like, a plus two or plus three this year. Like <laughs> He's already got over 100 the points. In the world. He's over 100 so, points on the season already. Yeah, he's only, like, a plus three. And it's like, that. what, like, what does that tell you? Like, plus I, – I don't know why they keep looking at plus minus as, like, a, as a legitimate stat to, like, for how good these guys are. It's like, mm-mm. no. It's it's just it's it's an irrelevant stat that it's kind of it needs to be in terms of like a context with this insert stat here to describe how a guy is. So I mean, I think it's a good number to look at if you kind of want to see like goals against or goals for, but you can literally just look at goals for goals against. Or I think more modern way of looking at it is with the way Money Puck and Natural Stat Trick and all these websites. You can oh, literally yeah. look at expected goals for and expected goals against and seeing 
what kind of scoring chances defensive partners are giving up or what kind of forwards are generating offense. So it's like there's more modern ways of judging stats other than plus minus. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, because there was at certain points this year, like our third D pair of Dehan and Chatfield were like probably one of like was the Canes D pairing for most of the they seasons. Were, they were shut down for so long. And it's like, what? Yeah, those two just work together. There's a 20 game period where they allowed three goals against. And then the next night, uh, Dehan went out after the Florida game when he got dinged up after a hit. And yep. him and Coglin and Chatfield allowed three goals in their first game back. So that's, it's kind of like you look at goals of four and goals against that way. Yeah. I think the weird thing about Dehan and Chatfield is early on this season, they were like analytical darlings because the amount of shots that they were shooting at the net like they were shooting so many pucks and even now if you watch how they play if they're on the boards and the puck is like out there they're just firing it at the net like they have no care in the world and it kind of makes their numbers look a little bit more inflated than how they're really playing but I think the way I judge how they're playing personally is just looking at the goals against for them and they don't give up a lot of goals against they might be one of the better third pairings we've probably ever had as it like Hurricanes and it's kind of funny just looking at it because I don't think anybody – I'm just saying for me, I don't think anybody personally expected Chatfield to be the guy for the Hurricanes after preseason and watching players like Coughlin and Bear play for so long. And the Chatfield was like – he came into the camp as the fifth right defenseman and then earned a spot on the team. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if you ask like Tabby or – Andrew Rinaldi, friend of the podcast, who he covers the Wolves. Chatfield is absolutely lights out for Chicago for mm-hmm. a good part, good part of the season as he was there. And I mean, I mean, I don't know how. No one really knew going into this season how it was going to work out. So I mean, for the fact that he's coming to his own and played as well as he has, and I mean, taking some trips to Chatmandu, hopefully get some more later. <laughs> but I mean, he was actually just on digging with Trip on his podcast too, which. I need to go listen to that because you know that's going to be so much fun. Because just the way he is, like Jalen is such a, he's got a great personality, and it's just really cool. And also, congrats to him and his uh, I think girlfriend or fiance, girlfriend. 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 So congrats to them because I know they're um, expecting at some point, well, not soon, but they are you know going to have a kid, which is just absolutely amazing. His flow though, absolutely beautiful. The salad. His dad's though for the for the dads and mentorship. Even his dad's got a flow. I'm like okay. His dad is humongous. Oh, I saw the pictures of him and I was like, what the fuck was going on? (laughs) He's like, he's like six foot seven or six foot eight. He's got to be. Oh, yeah, for sure. Also, the dad mentorship was so cool because you see like all the Finn dads just sitting together. I'm like, this could be like an easy, like, like movie. And it's just, it's called the Finn Fathers. (laughs) It could be like one of those like gangster (laughs) movies where it's just like they're all like around a table just like, controlling a city because it's just the, the hats and the way they're all just hanging out together it's just so great plus come on brian pesci trying to basically adopt brady shay was so funny <laughs> like it was oh so my great gosh. yeah it, it's they they each bring something different to the team which i think is amazing and the fact that of all the dads there they got brian pesci to announce the lineup, that was that was a fucking amazing. I, I couldn't expect it to be anyone else. Like, I mean, you know, he wanted that so much. Oh, he, <laughs> he, he, he was hoping he could buy the team beers. He, 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 he wanted a Derek step on goal. Like he announced the lineup, 
and his you know they're all just grinning ear to ear and then he's like but i can't get my fucking son to start (laughs) (laughs) you see brian right there just like laughing laughing laughing. (laughs) because you couldn't see roddy in the video but like when they did the pictures afterwards you see him behind brian absolutely dying and I'm hyping like, that it... man up. i don't Brother. know if i've seen brenda moore crack up or be so enthusiastic about something so i mean <laughs> papa pesci that's that's goals you can just he is see, a legend you can he is just a legend. see brett's face when he said what do i have to do to get my son to start doing brett's just like oh my god <laughs> and the fact that ronnie's like for a, for the fact i got a dad in my office asking about his kids starting which is <laughs> so great like, gets game puck gets a t-shirt mm-hmm. i mean Honestly, how about that alumni game though like that looks so much fun like you got cam ward back in there with his original alternate jersey looking fresh with those pads too cam got lit up though he let in four goals <laughs> i mean is anyone really caring in an alumni game i no, mean but it was just funny because the other goalie was like standing on his head and so you're like okay hall of famer and he he honestly i heard that he um that he was supposed to play on the ice which he did but he played in net a little bit more because his kids wanted to see him play in the net. So, I mean, uh, yeah. which is even funnier because then he got scored on a lot. Hey, <laughs> Ch- Chad Rose got, got a couple goals. I mean, that looked really. Shane Willis still looks like he can, like, put some. Little Brenda Moore scored. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Guys, they enter. So, Mike interviewed him. Um, <laughs> Mike interviewed little Brenda Moore, and he said something about. He was just asking him questions, and it was the most Brenda Moore answers. Like it was very straight to the point, and very. And he was Somebody like, "Takes after his dad." Like, are you gonna go out and score more? And he was like, "No, I'm done." And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> are you are you retiring?" And he was like, "No, I'm not retiring." <laughs> it was just like, it is like, I'm out. <laughs> like father like son just like just no nonsense like i'm just here to just play hockey i don't care he was like did it what did your dad say to you before you went out there and he goes nothing (laughs) (laughs) it's just oh my gosh like for me shane willis will always be my greatest what if hurricane if it wasn't for the concussions i think he would have had he would he would have thrived can you say that for me again i don't think i've heard it enough times uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say it more times because it's gonna. I, until we get Shane Willis on this podcast, I'm gonna keep saying, and I'll even tell him to his face on the podcast, Shane, you're always my biggest what if hurricane. Because I mean, the dude. I mean, for the fact that we had him lose a player, he comes back and he does this thing on Valley. He does such a great job. So I mean, but uh, that he that did so much for the Hurricanes on and on and off the ice. I was oh, going to say, that yeah. was another thing that they talked about in Kane's cast, the, the Kane's cast that dropped today. Is there's so much stuff behind the scenes for this past weekend that happened. We do, it, like, we couldn't have known Shane was involved in. Yeah, I didn't know he, apparently he's the one who organized the entire alumni game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they yeah. said on the broadcast, yeah. and I thought that was incredible. He helped us, he helped um, clean up for Kane's Fest, the Friday mm-hmm. stuff. He stayed yeah. out to do that like that's dedication yeah yeah i'm so i'm so jealous bailey got to meet him i'm like man <laughs> shoot <laughs> i'm gonna well i i got a shane willis card that i need to go send to the hurricanes like hey can shane sign this for me real quick i'd appreciate it yeah <laughs> 
No, but I mean, the, the, just overall, like the whole the whole experience was so great. I mean, for the fact of being at the game, doing the tailgates and all that too, and it's just the alumni game was so much fun. So I mean, how, it's just so great to be a Kaniac right now. This team is flying; they're playing really great hockey. It's just well, like what and we got to experience the stadium series finally. Oh my gosh! That and the the just the days after people were the way that people have been talking about it and pe- the way that people are recognizing us too is really nice oh mm-hmm. hey, hey espn uh pr with just dropping like most viewed 1.5 million at one point like sales were Scott burnside who just recently came on the canes cast was like of all of the stadium or all of the outdoor events that i've been to this has to be the best one. I don't think he was just saying it because he was on a Kings related podcast. I mean, like they said too, like the e-commerce, like they were just insane, like just stuff getting bought left and right. Like it was probably the most money for a stadium series. It was the most like views. It was just, I think they blew almost imagine, everything out of the water. Imagine if they had marketed it better. <laughs> just how much even better it would have been. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's what I, the limited marketing marketing we got. That's I insane. mean, I mean, one P Blackbird even said it too, and it's like he's not wrong. Imagine if the NH- and he even said it too on Twitter, which was funny because me and Cat, me and Cat were disc- were doing having a discourse with him. I mean, I mean, you know, he was like, you know he understood and stuff like that, and you know he was he was actually pretty chill about all of it. He goes, yeah, he's like, I wish the NHL did a lot better and gave it more attention than it should have because. The NHL hypes up the Winter Classic so much; it's it's an absolute joke. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the Winter Classic is their thing. They get it's like, their oh, own well, TV show with it. Yeah, and like oh, it's oh, it's the same series. It's whatever, but it's like okay. Why don't you put more effort into the same series? Just like you do the Winter Classic, then. But even he was like, I kind of wish the same series got more hype than the than the Winter Classic did because like they've already been to Boston before. They've been to Fenway. Yeah, like, it was I- new. I will say it was appreciated him coming and saying that his video did come off a little wrong because he was more saying that he, again, wished the marketing and wished the NHL had had marketed and kind of done better by the stadium series. That's why it was tired. Um, not because we had it. Um, it was just bad timing of that video because of, again, everyone that's looking forward to it. It's like, we finally get it and, you're kind of dissing on it. Well, yeah. Um, also, so, other other ad national media wasn't helping either, too. So yeah. So appreciate him because honestly, we do agree with that. They should have marketed it better. Um, it wasn't tired, but you have to let people know that you have to market it. You have to do better than doing things two weeks before. Dropping mm-hmm. dropping the same series jerseys three weeks before, and everyone's trying to mad scramble for them. And it's like you got I, like you got like four players that. Or, like, it was just hard even getting, like, some names on the back of these jerseys. Well, I honestly think they would have had more sales if they had released them earlier and people were able to customize them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really dropped the ball. And it's, I mean, to be honest, I don't want to ruin your sponsorships in the future, but that solely lies, like, on Adidas. Like, Adidas dropped the ball so badly on releasing the jerseys. Their website crashed the night they dropped it. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, these jerseys are going to drop. 
at this time and you couldn't even weren't go they the- sold out before the team actually announced that they were yes. for sale on, on the adidas yes. website was automatically that sold out insane. like that I, looked, I got it mine off the canes website so insane. that was working just fine i can't and say the nhl store i got mine on the nhl store the issue i have now is like even now like i want to get a jersey but it's not it's not like the actual jerseys it's the fanatics version of the jersey and it's like it's cool to get, but for me, like I can't even get the authentic version of the jersey without paying an arm and a leg for it because of the availability that they gave, like the fans for the jersey. Yep. Yeah, I think I it's mean, I think it's a little weird that the I mean, I got the fanatic jersey. Again, I will say all of my jerseys are fanatic jerseys. I like the way they fit. I like their tech their texture. But uh, I, mean, I haven't had any of my letters come there. off. Um, yeah. That's the one thing, though, is with the authentic ones, I don't understand if they're going to make them cost more. Why did the Fanatics one have the patch and why did the authentic ones didn't? Like, I don't understand. Like, if you're already going to pay more for the authentic jersey, why are you making people pay more for that patch? It should already come on there. Right. Somebody sure. uh, made a really good point. I don't know if you saw it. Um, blanking out on their Twitter name right now, but they're the ones that tweeted the original jersey. And they stated that the jerseys that were used in the game for the Hurricanes were actually the original versions that were Wasn't released. Wasn't it Liberty pretty- Bell or something like yes, that? Yes, okay. yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you released it, and they're like, we, like, the Hurricanes used the original version from three years ago. They didn't even get the updated version of the jerseys. I thought oh. that was very interesting. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. That, yeah. That's, like, if you're – if the players are getting that kind of quality too, like that, that that's just baffling. It, but it's also like it, you just have to keep in mind even what you're like, it's a big event. It's like in the beginning of the year, all this stuff. Yeah. But they've had two years to figure this out. We've had two years. <laughs> like if you're, and if you're going to use the jerseys from that long ago, then why aren't you getting the rest of your stuff together? So but Again. then they made the announcement also like, hey, the jerseys are going to be different. They're going to be the prime green versions. And then the players didn't even use the prime green versions. That's, I feel like that was them saving face because of the leaks of the jerseys people weren't excited about. And to be honest, when you saw the pictures later, a lot of people went back and said the whole fit and seeing it on the players on the ice looked <laughs> fantastic. And it did. Like it was just the leak versions. And so I think they took that and they were like, oh no, you're going to see different versions because they were worried about what people were responding to mm-hmm. them. And, and that's, like, a, that's, on the, that's, that's, that's on the league. That's just the league. It's, and the thing is, if people want to try to blame the Canes. It's, it's the league. It's the league and, the, and Adidas that did it. Like the Hurricanes going to do so much. So, yeah, they, essentially how it works is the NHL gives guidelines for the team on what they can and can't do, and then the rest is up to Adidas and the NHL to pretty much throw it together. Yep. And Adidas dropped the jerseys incredibly late with the NHL. It's hard to, like – as a Kings fan, I guess it's hard I – get, I get why we're frustrated because we didn't get the jerseys until weeks before – the day of you try to order and it's like, Oh, it's not even going to be here till March. And it's frustrating. But at the end of the day, it's like the jerseys looked great on the ice. It led to a great event and it's hard to get angry at it in retrospect, I guess. And we get to play. We're uh, in them again, I think March 11th too. So we get one more mm-hmm. game with these jerseys. Honestly, I, I love this thing. I liked it on the video. I like the photos. I thought they looked amazing. Then they dropped like that, 
that amazing hype video made him even better. And then, of course, seeing in the ice, just I mean, this is probably like my like one B hockey jersey compared to like my Rod Brendamore twenty fifth. Of course, the Jacob Slavin one's also amazing because it's Jacob Slavin. <laughs> it, was, it was funny <laughs> uh, when we were out there. Uh, Obviously, when you're sitting out for the stadium series, you're a little further away, so it's a little harder to see. We could see pretty well. It was a little harder to see some of the goals. I guess you would bales. Well, like, where where we were sitting too, like right on the aisle, it was kind of hard to not be distracted. Oh yeah, Bailey was ready to get some people that weren't sitting down or getting in their seats or sitting down. But anyway, it wasn't that. It was just the people who were standing in the freaking aisle chatting. And they weren't watching the game. And, and they were not watching the game. Like if you could just step over into your seat, I could see so much better. But Wait. you're not, and I want to so, freaking hate you, but I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> another story. So first of all, to finish my point, my mom saw the jersey, and of course from a distance, and she's a little bit older. She was like, "I like their jerseys. I just wish they had outlined the numbers so I could tell who was who." <laughs> the numbers from the distance, and I was like, "Fair." <laughs> and then um, also, Bales will attest to this. So we had this group in front of us and it was a group of guys celebrating for this other guy's birthday or something. And he was a Caps fan and he had this giant, giant red Mohawk, giant red Mohawk. He said he keeps that nine months out of the year and the other months he, whatever color, but it has to be red for the nine months for hockey. Um, and he started the game by saying, well, it's funny. The Can- the Canes think we have this like rivalry and uh, all this big stuff, but we don't really care about you guys. So then every time we scored, we're like, do you care about us now? Do you care about us now? <laughs> and he was like, nope, still don't. And you brought up this point, too, when he kind of said that, too, Kat, was there's been a player who's literally come out and said, T.J. Oshie. Oh, I don't Oshie. like the Canes. Yeah. Yeah. I See, our seats were pretty amazing because we were like in the end, we were in the uh, end zone by the um, not the scoreboard, but the other side by the building and stuff like that. We we're on the side where they scored the three goals in the second period. So, I mean, it was pretty nice. There were some great seats. Shout out to Brian from a uh, house of jerks. Him and, him and his kids are just so great. They were awesome. So, I mean, it was fun just hanging out with them. But I think it's time to get in some questions. We got a lot of good ones tonight. I'm actually pretty excited about these. Um, <laughs> uh, Jules it's also, like I don't know anything. <laughs> yes. Oh God! Uh, but also, uh, shout out to Jules because she actually dropped our uh, guest announcement graphic and actually did the questions on Instagram for us on Five to Game SN. So shout out to her for that. She did send me a couple. Actually, I think Grant Reed sent the one on Twitter, the same one that he did for Instagram. So he wasn't sure if it would get seen or not. So. Hey, you yeah, know I just go and delete it from Grant. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> I Grant, said you're kidding. Grant, Grant, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't say it. Um, so this one does come from S Post underscore nineteen. Uh, what? I'm guessing this is for you, Kane Stats. Um, I don't know if it's for or who for whoever. What is your dog's name and their favorite food? <laughs> Uh, my dog's name is Duke. He's uh, asleep right now next to me. Uh, his favorite food is probably blueberries. Oh, nice. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. How do you get into blueberries? <laughs> uh, it came from an Instagram video that somebody sent me that French bulldogs love blueberries. So I gave it to him as a joke. And then I found out like he really, really likes them. So 
<laughs> I started giving him, I don't give it to him like every day because I'm not going out of my way to buy blueberries too much. Right. But maybe like well, once every couple of months, I'll go and buy some blueberries because I know he likes them. Oh, such a good dog, dad. Hey, hey. <laughs> I try. Hey, he Frenchy. didn't come with me to Raleigh though. Yeah, understandable. I mean, but Frenchies are such good dogs. My mom, my mom's trying to get, convince my dad for like years now like, to get a French, and he's like, "When we retire, we can go get a dog." I'm like, "All right, have fun with that for another couple of years before that actually does happen." Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, my dog Kelly though, she's a Carolina dog. She's a I, she she's a weird mix, but she her favorite food everything. <laughs> it's kind of just, the truth dogs don't give a shit about what they eat they're like i'm just gonna eat anything and everything oh, oh no my my old dog used to well you would think that's the case but then some things would fall on the floor like watermelon and she'd go and she'd get it and eat and like put it in her mouth and then just wait for a second and be like, yeah get out and then but not like really just kind of slowly go <laughs> and then you're just like well now that's dog slobbers wet watermelon on the ground that i have to pick up thank you yeah yeah no like my dog like she will not touch like any vegetables at all but like if we accidentally drop not... like it a... no. uh well no my dog's the same way have you yeah. have they tried green beans yes but you have to put like salt or like dressing on them for them to like if you get it. canned green beans because they come kind of like they soak in their own green bean juice green my dog beans. that was her favorite treat when she was on diets Oh yeah, but like, oh. well, like, like, well, like, I think one night Tara made like some type of like uh, enchiladas or or like closed tacos or some weird taco thing she made. I forget what it was, and she accidentally dropped it on the ground. Our dog instantly ate it in like ten seconds. I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're gonna have that one. <laughs> like pizza crust. She'll go for like, like we can have something that's not good for dogs at all. And she's looking at it like, oh, can I have some? And it's like, no, dude. What are you doing? I have a glass table and I eat in the living room usually. And if I have a plate, he will literally just like look, his nose will be on the glass, like looking straight up at me while I'm eating. And I'm like, what? He doesn't eat people food. I try to give him people food every like once in a while, but I don't let him beg for food. So I'm like, get away from me. And he just runs away. (laughs) It's just like, he he just looks looks straight up and his nose is in the glass. I, I mean, yeah, like, I, like even like when I have like a drink or something, it's like it'd be like sweet tea or it'd be like you know a beer or something, and she's like licking the outside of the glass. I'm like, why are you licking my cup for? Get out of here, you weirdo! But no, just food, yes. Favorite, yes. Just every everything and everything. How about you, Bailey? What is your dog like to eat? Merlin really doesn't have a preference on anything that he eats as long as it's not dry veggies. Yeah, well, there so, you go. Then I, I don't know. He's been really enjoying. We've been getting, and this is going to sound so weird and generic, but there's this dog food that my dad's been getting him. And it's like, it, it's wet food, but it's like wet food in like the most like sexy sense, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know. Was like, it it's moist? just chunks. Yes, it's moist. And it's not just like the canned, like ground up garbage. Like, it's yeah. actual chunks of meat, and there's some veggies. Oh, in there. yeah. So there's oh, a real oh. warning to our listeners. It's not for the fuck yous and all of that. <laughs> it's for the fact that we just said the M word twice. We're sorry. 
Oh gosh. This is yeah, this is true. Oh my whenever word. You, whenever you film this, like you have to add in some sexy music when you're talking about the dog. <laughs> the sexy sax guy. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey, you hey you two person, you know, you just made your job a little bit more interesting. <laughs> you're welcome. Let me see what I can do. Uh, uh YouTube but, copyright I mean, yeah. gods, please don't crucify me. Um <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like for Kelly, you were like dry dog food, then we mix in like that Purina like meat chicken canned food and just mix it together like it looks like human food it does in yeah. a dog can like exactly loves that stuff. how did we how did we get on this tangent from one question welcome to the search cast cat i mean what like you've been anyway since, like, a while. He, he he likes actual like human looking dog food Next question. <laughs> All right. So Kat, uh, Jules did give us two questions. I'm going to split hers up. I'm not going to do hers back to back. I'm going to do one now and do one a little bit later. Um, her first one. What Canes player has surprised you this year? Canes stats. We're going to start with you on this one. Uh, the easy answer I'm not going to say, which I think is Chatfield. I'm going to go with Stefan Nason because if you were to ask me, in preseason, who is going to lead the team in power play goals? And if you would have said Steph Nason, I would have lost my mind. And I would be like, what's our record? But <laughs> he, fits, he fits the system so well of just getting to the freaking net. And I think that's really surprising to me because I don't think – obviously, like, you can look at his AHL numbers, and they were literally insane last year. Oh, yeah. I just don't think they – well, first off, AHL numbers don't translate to the NHL. It's just – not usual. And the fact that he's found a way to make it work out because he's been to the NHL before he's hungry. He's, he knows what it takes to sit on the roster and he literally goes out there and I don't think you ever like see him take a shift for granted. So to say, like he, he wants to stay and it shows. Oh, so yeah, I think, sure. I think he's the player I would choose as like the most like surprise player I would have this year. Mm-hmm. Bailey, who's your surprise can? I may surprise some people with this. Jordan Martinuk. Stop <gasps> it. Stop it. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, Kat, all right, Kat, start thinking of your, start thinking of your back. <laughs> but, uh, Jordan Martinuk would be mine because you remember at the start of this season, guys placed on waivers and we're all freaking out on Kane's Twitter. Like, oh my God, is this guy going to be part of the roster or not? Is this guy going to help us with the Stanley or try to win a Stanley Cup? Is he going to go to playoffs? Whatever. And Tom Dundon, Don Waddell come out and say, our team's not changing. He's staying with us. And I feel like that was a little bit of a wake up call for him too, to be like, Oh, this, like the fan base maybe doesn't believe in me. This fan base doesn't think it doesn't really know what I'm capable, capable of. Let me show them what I'm capable of. And he's absolutely shown up for that this year. Not to mention like the fact, like he found a role because the last couple of years, he's just been floating from fourth line to fourth line. Who here could have seen him being on a line with Jordan Stahl and Jesper Faust at the beginning of the season? I feel like I could have. Like, it, you could have made an argument like that it would have worked out. But after seeing Nino and how Nino plays... Nino like, no, when you, like when you compare it to that image of the line, I'm like, there's oh, no yeah. way this works. Yeah, and it's, it's almost like an equal puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like... They just fit Martinuk perfectly into the Nino mold, mm-hmm. and they rolled perfectly with it. Like, yeah, easy transition. Like nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yep. My thoughts uh, exactly. Yeah. So, Kat, I'm going to give you a little bit more time to figure out who no, your guy is going to be. I have it. I, 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 got, I got mine. And no, I, I have it, Zach. Before, <laughs> it was Sebastian. It's, I'm, I'm not, Kat, I'm not going to steal yours. So, okay. you're going to. My, I don't care. I'm going next. Mine, <laughs> mine, I guess, which I think, I don't know if Jules will appreciate this or not. Oh I guess I would say KK, um, just because he's kind of, he's kind of gone with the punches. I, Could you I don't think Siri got that. <laughs> um, he's kind of gone what? with the punches. He's kind of gone with the punches. So he's kind of like, obviously he's got that heavy pressure of like, everyone's being like, okay, he's going to be a two C. And then everyone of course is going to be like, is he going to fill in for Trocheck? And um, as we all talk about and how we all love, he's actually becoming more of a uh, Jordan stall. And, but he's gotten, he's gone bounced around a little bit from that second line down to the fourth line. And he's kind of, he's done his job on any line he's been put on mm-hmm. to the point where he's showing like, Hey, I might not be doing the job the way you want me to be doing it, but I'm getting it done and it and I'm succeeding no matter where you put me. So I like that we have now, it seems he's solidified his role back at that 2C and it shows that him and Stassi are kind of back where they need to be because they're both contributing. And it's not, so it's kind of a surprise because you don't, you wouldn't know if he would fit in as well suddenly. Um yeah just because he's still like getting used to the system, a lot of pressure on him and everything. Um, But it is like, it's a happy surprise. And I hope he continues to surprise all the people that have been doubting him. Yeah. I mean, he's been really good. I mean, recently, I think Kane Stats even says like what, seven goals and like, or it was like seven points in seven games. Like like he's been absolutely on it most recently. And we've been saying it for a while now, if he's going to be like a Jordan stall 2.0, not going to be upset because, because Rod Burnmore's even said, as long as you're doing your job, being on the score sheet, doesn't it shouldn't be the end all be all as long as you're helping the team and doing your job that's all that really matters and that's what kk's done he spent all last year on the fourth line now and like what you said cat he's been kind of going back and forth so if we can get him a solid line that he gets chemistry with it's going to be fine because like i said he was doing fine with the confidence line of svetch him and uh nature and now it's like tavo and then those two together the 80s line or the fancy pants line also playing very well too. So I mean, no, I I, I agree with you. I think it's a, it's not a like wow, this guy's amazing, or like wow, I didn't really see this coming. It's more of like, hey, that's awesome. You know, he's feeling comfortable. He's you know working out. That eight year contract was worth it. I mean, I thought it was already worth it regardless. But I mean, you're kind of seeing that early development of him being that Jordan Stall 2.0 guy and the guy that's okay. Him and Svetch for the next eight seasons. I'm for it. Let's go. Because why not? So I think also everybody wants to look at points like points equals good. And it's just not always the case because not everybody is going out there to score the points. If you want to make that argument, like he has 17 points in his last 25 games, which is like a 55 point pace, which is exactly what everybody wants from their second line center. But then you mentioned like a lot of that is from the power play. A lot of that is he had a shorthanded goal. So he's scoring in literally every role that he's given because out of those like 25 games, only six or seven of them was on the second line. Like it's insane. Like he's producing in every single role that he's been given. He plays a defensive style that Rod wants. He goes out there and wins his board battles. 
He like, wins faceoffs. He sets up his yeah. teammates. Like yeah, he's he, doing he generates offense on every single line Correct. that he's part of. So it's like he goes out there and does his job, and he doesn't complain because he could easily complain like, "Hey, I got 11 minutes a night on one of those nights," but he doesn't. He just goes out there and every shift, like every shift that you see, like you notice him, and it's nice to see that he's really embraced the role. Uh, last year, there was a little bit of moments where he was like, he would disappear from games. I think a lot of it was he didn't really have a role at that, but now he knows like his role. So it's like seeing him now is just like a completely different person. It was like a flip switch midway yeah, through yeah. the year. You, can, you, you can, can see that he's more comfortable and he's been like mentored and kind of given encouragement and he has his teammates supporting him and everything he didn't have. Him, him, <laughs> him and Seth Jarvis being absolute besties is just so amazing. Like they're kind of like <laughs> – Dressing the same almost. I mean, they're always just hanging out. Like, they're hyping each other up. It's so great. And the, I think what helps, too, is the fact that you've got Aho, you've got Tara Vinan, too. It's like you've got, you know, Anthony Ronta. Like you've Ronta. Got, you've got other guys there with you. So, it's not like you're not just the only Finn or, like, one of, like, two guys. We've got a good number of Finns here in, in Raleigh. And it's like, like, they all went on to Mexico together for the All-Star break. And, like, that's just awesome to see that all the guys are, like yeah. – just well, hanging out and then doing stuff. Yes, so many spins yeah. and Jarvis. <laughs> and, the, and then Nietzsche. Too. I mean, yeah. The honorary well, spin and Nietzsche. And too. The, it's just so great. It's like the, the, Habs like the culture recently, here is so amazing. The Habs came out recently and said, like, they're starting to work more on their younger player development and kind of, like, taking care of them and everything like that. More modern. It's like, what took but you so long? So if you think about that, the fact that they're admitting that and stuff that they've been lacking all that time when KK was up there. He wasn't getting that. And so now that he is down here and he's in an environment that's a lot less pressure, like there's still pressure, but it's actually more pressure from around the league than probably from his actual team and his, the fans here, like we're just excited to see him playing with us. So it's just, you can tell it's like night and day for him. Like he, when you, honestly, I feel like it's with any other job that you do, if you enjoy it, you're going to thrive at it better. And he yeah. was, I think he enjoys it down here more. Yeah, for sure. So, so. real quick, so real quick for mine. Uh, gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get so much flack from my two co-hosts about this answer because I've already done this enough. Real quick, it's Martin Shane Natchez. Wilson. Here it comes. <laughs> Martin Natchez. Okay, now, li- now hear me out. Surprise! I thought you called it. Yeah, I was gonna say it was. I okay. I didn't call Such it. A cop out uh, excuse me. <laughs> Such a cop out answer. Well, I mean, you, I didn't we, we, call it. Literally, was the only one of the two of us. I feel like when I you were like part we of the podcast. Receipts. I feel like we have receipts yes. of other episodes. You're like I have believed in this man since day one. He was oh going to make a difference. <laughs> <Even if laughs> his contract and gesturing. I and believe in this guy. While the only talking. one of the two of us who believed in this guy, you gave him some slack before he was signed. I believed in this guy. Come on, that's such bullshit, I man. Be- I believe. <laughs> Dang. All right. Well, <laughs> question. Fine. Calvin Dahan is a surprise. <laughs> I mean, there's really no surprises on this team, honestly, because we knew we were going to get in a lot of these guys. So I, I mean, Calvin, Calvin's, <laughs> Calvin's fair because it's nice to see that he can just get right back into a system that he's familiar with and, yeah. and still be like on a 
like a capable defensive pairing with Jalen performed so well. I just can't believe I just got absolutely harassed <laughs> by both my co-hosts. You got my... you didn't get harassed, you got completely bodied. <laughs> that Jesus. was a full Jacob Slavin. No, sir, I'll take that puck. Thank you. No, that was like... a whole like Jordan Stahl, Jordan Bennington moment. Like you tried to come at us and we said nah, sir. I was I, like, I knew I was gonna get some crap for it, but geez, I wasn't even expecting that. I'm like, all right. Like, I'm not gonna down. take your answer because his answer wasn't <laughs> No, <laughs> I mean, because I mean, you really think about, it, there's really no surprise guys. I mean, you guys took everyone pretty much took all the ones that weren't needed, quite kind of question marks. Okay, I mean Calvin Dahan. I mean, you know, him coming back. How was he gonna do? Because I mean, no one really. Well, thought, he was a question mark because you're taking a guy who yes knows our system but hasn't played in it for a while. So there's also that would have been Jay. a perfectly acceptable answer. Jr. Jr. High in goals. Yes. Yeah, Brent Burns well, rejuvenating his career. Well, Brent Burns well, leading I, the team in assists right now well, as a I, mean, I, I knew I knew how good Burns was going to be because I've seen him play for a long time. I knew his game. It's just he was on a bad Sharks team, so I wasn't yeah, really but surprised. It's a surprise that how well quickly fit into our system, and he's not going to be a big like. Yeah, he's a big scorer, but like the assists is like what he was saying. Like hit the different aspects of his role that have come out. Yes, like, that's a surprise. Okay, we'll go with that. Anyway, then. next question. <laughs> Jeez. We're just answering everything for Zach. <laughs> I'll just mute myself for the rest of the episode and let you guys take over, I guess. <laughs> Screw Zach. Well, we do and have our staff guy, so that role is filled. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, from, so, thank you, so thank you, Jules, for your first question. We'll get to your second one a little bit later. Uh, from from Eric underscore K8, always bringing the great questions every time we do these. Uh, in your opinions, has this been the most fun iteration of the team to watch? Billy, I want to start with you on this one. Mm. No. I feel like we should, yeah, I feel like we should go around and say it and then say why. Okay, Kat. I also say no. I'm going to say no. I'm also going to say no, because for me, last year's team was insanely fun to watch. I think the two, the two, I might take the, a different answer than everybody the, here. Then last year's team was a lot of fun. For me, the 0506 team for me was always the most fun one. I, I don't know if you can top like, because I feel like it started the energy. I don't know if you can top the fun of, the year that Justin Williams was with last year, Justin Williams was with us, and we the started. First year we made the playoffs, and yep, started. Yeah. That, that that is my answer. answer. You, you know what's really fun? It's fun. You know what's it's funny though? What's funny though? Like Rod Brindamore actually admitted that he was the one that told Justin Williams to start doing the story. Speaking of a surprise, would anyone have thought Rod was the one to be like, "Yeah, go no. do something fun at the end of the game"? While no. Rod books it off the bench <laughs> now yeah no that was a complete surprise i'm like is this the same rod burden where we know i'm going like what and he like openly admitted like took credit for it. like he was proud of it and it's just like this is not what i would have expected like yes williams ran with it but the fact that it was rod's idea yeah it was it was roddy and you're just like okay i'm here for it 
Rod Redmore knows how to have fun. There you go. So, yeah, most I mean, fun team in hockey. Do you? Would you expect anything less? No. <laughs> well, well, him starting the storm surge. No, that was uh, that was a no. That surprise. was completely out of left field. But the yeah. fact that it came out of the Kane system. You also can't be more fun than the original. The team that got the original phrase, "bunch of jerks." Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I, I, this that, team is that, fun. Jarvis, Jarvis, and them bring a whole new light to this team. Like it's, yeah. but the originals, when you yeah. got boxing on the ice, basketball, bowling, uh, mm-hmm. was it guys, the guys sitting on like the uh, little Rod box and, and they're just shooting them across the ice. Star Wars, Duck 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 bring out the lightsabers. Yeah. The baseball one with Fogel. Yeah. There's so many uh, different ones. Uh, the Halloween can honestly, cause the, I, I, I'm oh, so glad. Dougie and the Halloween candy. Oh. Uh, no, I honestly though, I think the one they did for the stadium series, like you see them like in the like all talking, like trying to figure out what they want to do with it. You can literally hear them talking. I love that. And, and, and doing the golf shots. Game. I'll be honest. I wish it was every game. I love that little moment of being like, okay, what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, the, the golf shots was awesome, but even like the fact that they, they stormed Freddie, they stormed Burnsy, they stormed Seth Jarvis. Like now they're going for like Oh, we're gonna go storm this guy because he had, a, he had also, an absolute night. You also I thought they were gonna away. Storm. Oh, good. I was gonna say you also can't take away. Yes, that's the year that the storm surges started, but that's also the year that the uh, locker room videos started becoming super big. Oh, those so the are so Mr. Svechnikov and the Let's Go Doogie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, also now we got the we got the like the service the Jarvis Zoomies and all that stuff mm-hmm. and just like. Yeah, the Mr. Sveshnikovs, and of course, I, you know, Svech doing his little like, hair thing. I thought they like were, we had sugar. Yeah, we had sugar boo. Um, I thought that we were going to honestly this last game when they surged someone. I thought it was Fetch because obviously I thought it was the guy that almost got the hat trick, but they actually they surged Martinuk <laughs> because he's normally the one getting them to go and mess with people, which I thought was fun that they just yeah. turned back around on him. Yeah, no, I was just. The day, the day they surge Tavo Teravinen will be the oh best. Because that Cause man he, will hate it with every fiber. Because the fact he just dips so quickly, too. He's like, I'm I'm good. Bye. I, I would love if they somehow were like, if the coaches were able to get Rod on the ice and they just storm Rod. That would be the most electric. Oh, God. Rod. Can you imagine? I think that would only happen if we, when we win the division. Yep. I mean, we I won't. I think the we won't thing about that season, though. When we think about that season, like it, it kind of rejuvenated the entire fan base group. Like we had been so bad in like the laughing stock for so long, and oh, the dark ages. Gosh. The storm surge was kind of nice, but it was just like so much came with it because like we won the draft pick that year. We got Svechnikov. Mm-hmm. Like everything was just like falling into place perfectly for the Canes, and. Then nobody expected us to make the playoffs. We made the playoffs, and then we went out there and beat the defending Stanley Cup champions all, like, back-to-back-to-back. Like, that Game 7 was kind of like the icing on the cake. I know we didn't win the Cup or anything, but it was like, this team is so special. Oh, yeah. Like, you you go – first year back in the playoffs, you go to the conference final. Like, it's electric. Like, how can you – yeah. That that iteration of that team was so much fun. Like I said, like even for me, like the 05-06 team for me was also another fun one too. Because it's just like everyone predicted them to be last. They come out and just win. So that was just amazing. Eric, as always, thank you for your question. Uh, this one's actually from JJ 
friend of the podcast and also from Mile High Pundit. Um, who worries y'all the most in the East? Is it better to go in with three goalies or change up a roster spot or two? Unique situation in Raleigh. Um, who worries us in the East? The Rangers. Can I say- I think Rangers. the answer is the Rangers. The Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers. And I don't think it's place. because they're better than us. I think it's because we they Brandon they're, Stanley they're, of Tracking the Storm said it best. Those blue jerseys live in our heads rent fucking free. Well, it doesn't help when you got freaking carry that basically harbors all of the New York fans. And of course you have the season ticket members who decide to sh- to throw on their Rangers jerseys. Yeah. When they're in town too, so that so, doesn't help. It's just I'm I'm okay. just I keep seeing photos when we play the Rangers and you see just like this massive of blue jerseys right by the glass. And I'm no, like, it turns into a Rangers home game, and it's that I think you can tell you can tell the momentum of our guys gets down because of it because they see what goes on in the arena outside of the board. Also, yeah. also I I always joke and it's it's kind of faded this season but i would used to joke and be like oh, another time where we play the caps and we don't get injured is a win in my book whether we win or lose mm-hmm. now it's if we play the rangers and we don't get hurt because they go they have a their because captain. of their freaking right. captain man yeah i'm not but, paying sure, i don't know yeah i mean boston i mean we i mean we can't wait boston's just kind of like a healthy rival at this point yeah, they're they're fun. To, yeah, they're fun to have fun with and stuff like that. But I was like, I can't even think of anybody over in the West. <laughs> yeah, but, right, but I'll think of them later. Like, I need to get out of the metro before I even like worry. Well, yeah, yeah, it was mostly for the East. I mean, it's just it's the Rangers, just because the fact of like I'm sick of seeing those. I'm so sick of those blue jerseys and just all the other nonsense of going to home games and all you see is this massive blue jerseys. I'm like seriously and they're and well it's more annoying because they're like you have no fans and it's like you are buying tickets and driving down here <laughs> stop you live in carry you <laughs> you cannot afford tickets at your own place so you come to ours you're welcome for our cheaper prices and nicer place you live <laughs> Ken stats what were you gonna say i don't even remember at this point <laughs> <laughs> i think i think it's hard to like judge the east because Obviously, Boston scares me and New York scares me, but when it comes down to it, like we've beat them before. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think it comes down to are we going to beat ourselves? And that's what happens. That's what happened when we faced Boston the first couple of years. We beat that, ourselves. That's why. I that's said, what happened to the Rangers. We beat ourselves. Last yeah, year. I would. I would that's even the, say like the like the Devils could be like a sneaky like. I don't think so, though. I think we have a good. So. I think we have a good series with them, but I yeah. And I think it comes down to our biggest enemy, which again I think our song should be "My Own Worst Enemy" to play in PNC all the time because the Canes' biggest enemy is when we mess up ourselves. Because yes. I don't think I think when we are firing on all cylinders and we're doing what we need to do and we're playing the game that Rod has taught us to play, we do not get beat by that. that that's Plus why. I- the refs absolutely hate us as well. <laughs> that, yep. That's why I sit there and preface too. I don't think the Rangers are better than us. They can make all the moves they want by the trade the, deadline. The, they're not no. better. They're not a better team. They might they're be just a annoying. more hard just... hitting team. They might be a more annoying team, but they're not the better team. It's that they live it, like the, those jerseys are stuck in our brains. They're the stuff of our nightmares. 
because we get so in our heads when we play them and we beat ourselves up over it. And that's all we can think about next time they come to town. The last couple of years where the Rangers have beaten us is with speed. They have a good transition game in the neutral zone and they use that to their advantage because they get two on ones and breakouts. They're good they're, at bullying us. They're yeah. fantastic kind of like, at bullying us. It, do, it does. It does. Have, we have Trocek now too. And it's kind of like great. Well, he yeah. hasn't. Well, from the times we've played him so far. Well, yes, but Trocek self, thankfully, but, but still it's kind of like crap. Yeah. But yeah, because he used to be the irritating one towards them. Um, Yes, but we have talked about how the Canes, when they are beat, this, the p- part that teams are seeing is that they are getting us on the breakaways of like one, two v one, one mm-hmm. on the like one on the goaltender. Like they're doing that, and the Rangers have done it the best. Unfortunately, if the yep. Rangers, if the Canes figure out how to solve that, or at least tighten up enough that they're not going to be able to exploit that weakness of ours, then I don't think they're better than us at all. No. No. I think they can be better. If I say they're better than us, it's because they're better at exploiting our weakness than we are exploiting theirs. I also yeah. want to point out one more thing. I'm not going to insult this player when I say it, but last year when we played the Rangers, we didn't have Freddie Anderson in that. We had Auntie Ronta, who played very well, but I still think Freddie Anderson can get us to that next level. No, I think, I, I think so too. And everyone's like, well, Freddie Anderson didn't do anything for you guys in the playoffs last year. He was kind of hurt. We couldn't do anything with him. But also, you know, like, Ronson played so well last year. Like, everybody he did. forgets how he had a save percentage of, like, 92. Yeah, yeah like, like, he he literally was carrying the team in the playoffs. I mean, and as well it. as Ronta is, I will I will always stand up for Ronta because I think he plays amazing. Um, His backup was Piotr. It was Piotr's first time, like, really backing up in, a, in, in NHL. And Ranta, as great as he is, I don't think he's your number one goalie. So he is obviously going to start, I think, the load and just because he's also a little injury prone starts to weigh on him. And I don't think, do I think any of the losses were exactly his fault? I think he let in some that I wouldn't have wanted him to let in. But, I mean, it's always come, come back to our lack of, like, we didn't do what we needed to do and finish and get goals. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I I really want Freddie. <laughs> it would be nice to have our actual number one goaltender with us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, second part of JJ's question was: Is it better to go in with three goalies or change up a roster spot or two? Three goalies? No, can't do it. It's just you you can't carry three goalies. Roster spot or two? I mean, we already kind of talked about it. Yeah, you kind of want a guy you want to bring in and help the team out. Is it just? Is it de- is it depth? Is it going to be someone who could be helping out with the power play on a lower end of the of that in the top six? Because we talked about it with Nick Schmaltz, he wouldn't be bad on the fourth line. I use that's that. With depth, air that's a depth move. Yeah, but I say with air quotes because there's not really lines. It's just matchups that work better with the teams and stuff like that. And I I've said Kevin Fiala would be great. Uh, I mean, it's just. There's so many guys. Like now they're throwing in like JVR out of nowhere, and it's like, okay, 
don't know. It's just one. I will say, I think the, the, so the question's weirded or worded a little bit weirdly too, but I think he's using it as a comparison. Like, would you rather ride in with three goalies or change up a roster spot? No, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You kind of read that. Okay. You kind of read it a little bit weird. And I want to make sure that was clear. I mean, we're not riding in with three goalies, are we though? Because no, no, but that's what he's saying. He's asking what you would deadline. Do you try to make that kind of move? No. To get another goalie? Yeah. Or to no. ride in with Piotr and just kind of leave oh. everything else as is. Yeah. Wait. No. Wait. <laughs> go going going into the playoffs with three goalies, or do you go are you trying three, to again, like to get another goalie besides Piotr? Is that what yes. you mean? Yes. Oh, then no. That's like, right. Like like like, I, go, like going get, like going and get Bell Malka. No. I'm being I can, I'm I can see them calling Piotr up case. I can see them calling Piotr up and just being like, hey, I need you I need you to sit in the press box for a little bit because we might need you. Well but, the way the well, the waves are well, the way the wolves are playing this year, Chicago ain't gonna see the color cut playoffs. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll probably see be seeing Piotr and PNC around playoff time. Yeah. Uh, JJ, thank you for your questions. As always, my guy, uh, friend of the podcast, Colin Madwell, Madewell, Madewell. I guess this is why you're. This is why you're not his favorite person. <laughs> well, it's actually, well, it's actually Colin Ferns. I don't know why he changed his thing, but whatever. Uh, call home, Colin Home Ice. I know, he, I know, he doesn't like me. It's okay. I don't know why though. I'm, I'm always, I'm always nice to him. This is why Cat and I are his favorites. It's Colin yeah. with the two L's. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. One L for me, one L for Bailey, and none for Zach. <laughs> hey, 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 Colin with the single is a pretty great guest. So, I mean, it's true. Not wrong. Uh, so, Colin with two L's. Uh, does Duke know he's famous on Kane's Twitter? <laughs> uh, I don't think he knows. He's a dog. <laughs> There's your answer, Colin. Is a dog. This one, Colin likes me more than you, Zach. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. To be fair. It is one. That's one to create a rivalry. <laughs> he felt left out. <laughs> Here we go. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not upset. I'm not upset. A single tear falls down his face. I'd be like that cop from uh, uh, Cloud with a Chance of Meatballs. Get back in there, tear, and just suck it back in. <laughs> uh, so, some guy named Grant Foster. Does anyone know this? Anyone know this guy? My so, lovely boyfriend. Oh, that guy. Oh, the ass. <laughs> oh, the ass fan. Who okay. the Kane, He's finally admitted the Canes are his second favorite team. We've officially converted him. Mm. So mm. <laughs> you mm. seem so excited about that, Zach. <laughs> I've heard some of his takes before about the Hurricanes. I'm, I'm just I'm, saying, I'm... he mentioned to me the other day, he was like, hey, we need to wa- start watching some Canes games more because I realized you watch the abs more than I watch the Canes and I want to make sure I'm paying it back to you. It was like, oh, I mean... Appreciative if he's especially being a good boyfriend to you. <laughs> um, people who the Canes are their second favorite team always have very interesting takes on the Canes because we are so weird. <laughs> this is true. I, it, I like am, he I he, he looks at games, he looks at games that we play versus games that the Avs play, and he's just like, 
I don't understand why you guys no, play our, like this, and it works. Our system doesn't <laughs> make sense to other teams, which is also why we get made fun of and things. And like, people, we're just so surprising to ESPN all the time. Um, like he so, just gets baffled and watching his reactions them, during games. Uh, it's my favorite thing in the when world. When they're welcome, fans welcome. of other teams first, and then they try to be, and then they're friend, fans of ours, which we appreciate, and they try to figure us out it's not going to work because your favorite team isn't going to make sense with your second favorite team, especially if your second favorite team is the Canes. <laughs> well, exper- experience, experience Canes hockey. Canes hockey. Anyway, I mean, what I do, I mean, I mean, I do, I do. My second team is the Blackhawks, but I mean, my first team was always the Hurricanes. So it kind of, it just, it, see first team Hurricanes, it makes sense. You're good to go. So <laughs> like daily here. Canes and Avs. Nothing wrong with that. But But who comes first? Um, We also, Zach, you can figure out your second team because if it's Blackhawks, it's just (laughs) (laughs) self-destruct. No offense, Beth. (laughs) Self-destruct. I love that he's not denying it either. (laughs) Anyway, what question has my lovely boyfriend posed? What do you think is the biggest threat to the Canes in the playoffs? In terms of what team is the biggest threat and what do you think they need in order to make a deep playoff run? I mean, we kind of already talked about it. Um, The Rangers are kind of a threat. Boston is also a threat because it is Boston and they're just an absolute just... If we're talking again about teams getting into our heads... Biggest threat is the Rangers because of their mental game with us. More than their game on the ice, it's more of their mental game with us. I would like to give an honorable mention if they make the playoffs, not only to the Caps, um, but to because we we have a history with them, so that mm-hmm. that we can't go on mentioning this without kind of mentioning the turbulent if, history that we if have. If they make the playoffs, <laughs> if they make the playoffs, that is the big if. And I feel like with their uh, Stanley Cup playoff experience the past five years, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning have to kind of make an appearance as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, we haven't really talked about the Lightning, and they still do have a scary team. Mm-hmm. They oh, do. Yeah. Yeah. I think this this season, they've, they've bled more than they have the other seasons. I think yeah, this is – Oh, and I'm, I don't say you're wrong, but at the same time – this is also like comparing regular season hockey to playoff hockey. But all, what, but you guys think about like this? A, sorry. Yeah. Oh no. You're, no. But, but think about it too though. Back to back to back cup finals appearances. Mm-hmm. That's gonna that weighs Two a lot. Two of which have turned into actual cup wins. I do think. So. I do think with in their case, a, a big factor with them that we struggled with is we couldn't figure out Bassy. Mm-hmm. I think we have. I think we've. We're slowly out. getting there, but. We also have to think about the size and uh, tenacity that they play with when it comes to playoff time. And if we're going to admit a West Coast team, I will say the Avs because for some reason, every time we play them, it's just a cursed game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just fully cursed. And well, I'm not saying the game itself. Like, yeah, the game suck. Um, cause somehow we get the best of the abs. And then I look at other scores from other days and I'm like, well, why didn't they play like that around us? <laughs> um, well, the, well, the, the refs are, or why were they all injured when they played us? But well, and the refs don't help either. In a lot of those games, I, yeah. the bad, the yeah. bad, but the bad some abs fans would argue in saying that they were more help to us than they were to them. Here's the bad thing. But I will, I, the last thing I'll say about them, the curse of the abs comes after the game we play them. 
because we either players are either injured afterwards or we go on some weird losing streak. Like they just mm-hmm. have an overall hex on our team more yep. than the, the Rangers are in us. Like they're in our heads mentally. Boston and the Caps will bully us physically, and we'll then try I don't to. know in the West with the the smoke in the air. They've they got some sort of weird voodoo magic go, going along with them. It's, it's the, well, the bad part. Well, the bad part is the Central's falling apart, and they're letting the Yavs get back into the in the division. Race. They're thirteenth in the league right now. Is Dallas yeah. is Dallas struggling? They have been recently. Uh, out out of the West. I don't even see there's even a specific team right now that even it's not even that scary. Like Vegas isn't really that scary. Edmonton is blah. The, I mean, the crack the cra- the has been playing pretty well this year. I'm too. never worried. Well. Edmonton's the only team that I can even think of because of the speed. Yeah. Edmonton? Honestly, though, the Kings are pretty sneaky, though, too. I'm more, I'm, I would be more nervous. I'll put that term lightly. I'll be more nervous about the Kings than I would Edmonton. I think the- we have Edmonton figured out. The Kings are a pretty sneaky team right now. Like how, like just with Arvidsson and Fiala and Dursey and cheese. Uh, like name a player on that team: Kopitar, Drew Dowdy. Oh gosh, I have to say this though too: for the fact that Anaheim tried to clap at Copley and the Kings admins like he has more, he has much wins as you guys do this year. Sit down. I'm like. <laughs> it was crazy it was maybe like four or five years ago phoenix copley played for the echl team that we have here and he played okay but like i don't think anybody saw like the nhl potential and then he gets his chance and just like lights it up yeah yeah because i uh cory schwartz who covers the uh, hershey bears for field pass like he he pulled up like a video of him like of copley a couple years back like having a goalie fight I forget who it was, but he was with the Hershey Bears, and he was just in a shirt of, like, scrap. So, I mean, you know, you don't want the smoke with Copley, so, but. I feel like, so, to answer the second part of the question, too, what do the Canes need in order to make a deep playoff run? I mean, mean, we've kind of talked about it, too, in a good amount of length already as well, like, like a power play specialist and depth scoring. I mean, it's. I think if the Canes figure out the power play, we're solid. I, I mean, our great friend here, Canes Stats, even said Bray Shea when he got put on the power play unit, ninth in the league. Is it sustainable, though? Also very true. Because we've, I mean, we've been known to go on streaks with the, print, or the penalty kill and the power play, and then once it, like the playoffs start, all that ends up drying up. Also, so, I, th- I think I the penalty penal- kill got very – yeah, the Pelico the Pelico got very tired last year. <laughs> two, two. You can only take six penalties a game so many times. Yeah, exactly. To quote other Colin, <laughs> um, figure out the power play, win the cup. That was yeah. his. That was his hot take. Figure out Colin, the power play, win the cup. I Colin, think Colin, Colin with the one L, not the two. Colin with the one L. <laughs> I think another big piece that we kind of have to figure out as well is consistency. True. Yeah. I think yeah. something we it, yeah. I haven't seen any Canes fans bring it up, but we talk so much about like we lost Nino, we lost Trocheck, but like this is the best fourth line that we've probably ever had in existence. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. 
I mean, like, it was a couple of years ago. Like we had Greg McHagg and Saku Mainalainen in the playoffs oh, together, oh, and, and oh, they're man. good players in their own mindset. But like we didn't have an identity, and it's like finally the teams gel together. And I think anybody that we put on the fourth line is going to go out there and want to like play with everything. Like you have a Derek Stepan who's never won the cup, and you know he wants that cup. He doesn't have that many years left in the league, so it's like. You have players like that that want to win, and I think that helps give those lines identity, and I think that's something kind of like a hidden gem that our fourth line can go out there and actually like make an impact now. Yeah. yeah. Well, they yeah. all have roles outside of just the fourth line too, like because they are on the special – a lot of them are on the special teams. Yep. Well, like, like you said earlier, Kat, it's like Rod will put guys where they need to be in the give them the minutes. That's like – when you look at Nick Schmaltz or whoever you want to throw in there, it's not like he's like a bona fide. He has to be in the top six. It's like you'll get your minutes. All the lines get their minutes, and you'll get special teams play if you're playing well and scoring goals and doing the thing that needs to happen. So I mean, it's not really like he has to be a bona fide. This guy has to be in the top six only. It's like no, you can put him anywhere on the team. So. I mean, just, think about it. If he goes on the fourth line, he's still going to be playing with, like, a Paul Stastny. He's going to be playing yeah. with Stefan. Like, he's still going to be playing with people that can produce. Yeah. Like, every line can score. That's the one good thing about the Hurricanes. Like, I don't know how many other teams can say that they can boast a four lines, and you can score pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, even our deep pairings. Like, I've never seen a team from top to bottom have so many good guys. That's kind of like, okay, well, what do you do at the trade deadline? That's the thing. Um, so our last question, and that comes from Joel, so this is her second one. If you could pick slash create one full offensive line, so three forwards, one full D pairing, and one goalie of all former players, they don't have to actually contribute to win the cup with the Kings, who would it be? So <laughs> three forwards, two Ds, one goalie. Yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of guys I would like to pick. So so I'll go first just because okay. I'm already prepared. Um, okay. I went with Tuomo Rutu to start off with because Ooh. I really just like – I love Rutu, and I think he he's just neat. <laughs> so it's like – Yes. He's just, he's just so good. And uh, I he went with – He yeah. would fit in with a lot of the fins too. <laughs> yeah, and I think – I have another Finn on the list, actually, but I'll get him in a second. So I went with uh, Elias Lindholm on the, as the center. In this oh, case. she's going to love you for this. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I felt so bad for him. I felt so bad for him. He was on bad teams. He played on some really bad lines, too. Um, any Canes fan, like, back in the day, like, you can still go on Canes country and look up the lines from, like, 2017. Oh, and I recommend gosh. going down that because they – Amazing website, by the way. They chronicle everything. And, like, oh, you yeah. just look at these lines. And he's sitting there with, like, Derek Ryan on the wing and Joachim Nordstrom on the wing. And it's like, oh. how is he supposed to produce anything? Check, uh, checkers legend Derek Ryan. I went with Jeff Skinner also because Ooh. we need him to experience the playoffs at least once in his lifetime. And I think we can finally, like, bring him to the Hurricanes and get him to – win the cup or experience the playoffs at least also if you have not seen his little like incredible turns like it is incredible 
please watch it. Whether you whether you're a Buffalo fan or not, or a Skinner fan, or, like it's so funny. He committed so me. much to the act. I really want to know if he wrote it because it's so well put together. Oh, he, yeah, he did such a great job with that. That was fantastic. For the uh, defense, I went with Justin Falk and then Yoni Pickenen because. Oh, I think Yoni. Was, there you go. That's there are two players that identify <laughs> Hurricanes defense, and I think they just like kind of went unappreciated, even though like they were here in the primes of their career. And then for goalie, just for the lulls, I went with Anton Hudobin because nice. he, he had such a great he had such a great season, and it sucks that he only got to experience one with the Canes. And also, I'm glad that he only experienced it because the like. We're fucking terrible, and I'm glad he got to move on to better things in his career and actually play for some, like, decently composed teams. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to do mine real quick. Um, just for the vibes, got to bring back Chad LaRose. That would, <laughs> hey, bring, yo. Bringing him back would be absolutely fantastic. I would love to see that. Um just for the fact that just to have these two together on a cup winning team in Carolina, because I would love to see these two if they ever decide to retire their jerseys to do them together. Bring back Eric Stahl. That would be phenomenal. Bring back Eric, give him another cup, have him retire with Jordo and have 11 and 12 right next to each other in the rafters, right next to number 10. That would be just a great, just a nice little 10, 11, 12. All those numbers, those very retired. What about Jared, though? Like, you can't exclude Jared. Jared's doing all right as an assistant. He's going to be okay. <laughs> no, Jared's a great guy, though. Um, so, yeah, so LaRose, got to bring back Eric Stahl. I would say for just for his contributions to the 0506 team and just, like, how great of a guy he was, and it's sad that he's no longer with us, Joseph Vosicek. That'd be another great guy to have back. He like he was, if you go and like ask people about him and his character, like everyone loved him. Like his way he played was just phenomenal. I would love to have him back. He was such a great dude. Um, defense. I mean, there were so many. <laughs> like I'm going like a lot with like a lot of like throwback defensemen. I would say honestly though too, <sighs> bring Paul Coffee back. <laughs> oh, how did I know you were gonna say that too? <laughs> pretty much what he drafted that one time when we did our like no no nope nope. I had no, I didn't have any of these guys on my team. So that that was Billy Curtis who had uh Mr. Paul Coffee. Mr. Paul Coffee. And my other defenseman Joe Corvo. Vibes. Gotta bring back Corvo. But I, but we can't have two double seventy seven. So Corvo is gonna have to change his number. So, and then goaltender, Billy's going to like my answer, but also not like my answer. Cause it might be the guy she probably picked it in goalie. Give cam another cup. Guy bring back cam Ward. He's just a legend. I feel like that was too easy of an answer. He wasn't going to be mine. Oh, well, <laughs> see, I like all my guys are just, another sucker answer. I know it, it's just, I don't know. For me, it's like, I, I love all the newer guys. I love all that stuff. But like for me, it's like I love the nostalgia of like the older, like early mid two thousand teams with all those guys. It's just kind of like I don't know. It's just I have a special place for all those guys, and I think just bringing them back for another cup run 
would be absolutely fantastic. Because I mean, after the 0506, you only had like what four, like what three more seasons before we hit the dark ages. So it's kind of like a lot of those guys who stayed after that kind of saw a little bit of success and then kind of like didn't really see much after that. I think we brought that back for another run would be just phenomenal. I went the opposite route just because I wanted to choose players that didn't get to experience like that cup. I wanted to. Right. Yeah. No, I I like that. Yeah. (laughs) I think Eric Stahl is like a bona fide, like number one answer. So I didn't want to choose him for that. I know. I I kind of went with the bona fide easy answers, but it's kind of like, it's for me, it's, I don't know. It's, I'm kind of, I'm sometimes kind of hard on myself to like not get away from those guys, but it's like, I'm, it's my default early hurricanes teams are like my like feel good nostalgia i got i gotta pick these guys all right bailey what's yours so i'm gonna take a little bit of a different route and go goalie and up (laughs) um goalie maybe a bit of a weird answer but i'm solely creating my lineup based on vibes i'm here for it got you we got we got a good vibes line if any of you guys remember the interview that this guy did with Abby Labar on the sidelines where he goes, yes, we did it. We're yes. in. Yes. Let's Peter Morozek in goal. Or as Gary Bemis says, Rizarek, but yes. Pure- <laughs> Chaos. yes. Gosh. Put N- Peter Morozek in goal. N- not the current Morozek though with the black. Not Hawks. the current it's- one. Heck no. No, because he's the Morozek that was that excited. Yeah, about the, the getting bl- in because bl- that was the first year. The Blackhawks <laughs> one though, he is too chaotic for me. He, if you're a goaltender, tend the goal. Literally, um, defenseman. With the way he is playing now, and I'd love to see this on a Hurricanes team. Bring back Doogie. Oh, that'd be a good one. I'd like to see Doogie win a cup and a cane sweater. Um, my second one. Second defenseman. Mm. You know, I'm going to give a weird answer for this too because I really hate the chance that he's had with the Canes that he hasn't gotten because he's sitting on IR currently right now. <laughs> Jake Gardner. <laughs> well, Alex will love you for that one. Yes. I, 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 I was waiting for Hayden Flurry to be just mentioned just because. I almost did. I almost oh, went for Flurry. So question actually like jake gardner still has a chance to be on the stanley cup does he, he does no he does but he's he hasn't touched the ice since what 2021 oh my gosh i could get that money not doing anything <laughs> life made i mean i'd want right. to play hockey but good grief i will say an honorable mention for defense uh was noah hannafin oh yeah he was no sammy botman (laughs) (laughs) so maybe um forwards oh i can't mention a forward line without mentioning ginner so Another guy that you're like, oh, cool, you get to go play with like a really cool team, and that team has just gone like downhill. Have you, did you, Billy, the stat from yesterday? You know what I'm I'm talking about? The one thing, like, is Brock McGinn alive? Yeah. (laughs) Just, just constant zeros for like, like, he's got like 11 minutes, 14 minutes, and it's just minus, 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 minus. 
Like yep. maybe two. We just had games. a public skate event. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just he's just a Sunday skater. He's not a Sunday driver. Oh, it's just God. like is he, is he just there? Is he just dresses up and just like kind of goes out and is like Lottie dawdling all over the ice. Lottie da. But, but what if we <laughs> brought him back for the playoffs? He better start doing something. Like bring bring a pulse there, bud. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know how you have Mark McGinn on your team. The man that will literally use like throw his body into whatever he does, and this man has zeros. But but I'm thinking of the Brock McGinn. No, not you. I'm not oh, saying I'm uh, saying uh, like I'm like, how are we uh, how is he being utilized to be so ineffective? <laughs> it's the it's the penguins not giving a crap about a guy who doesn't really shine in their eyes, apparently. Oh, it's the penguins. <laughs> um second guy. Uh I don't care if this doesn't make sense lineup wise, I'm putting him in freaking juicy Jokinen. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, because both he and Brock McGinn are left wingers, so somebody is going to have to slide play, in and play, play a center hand. role, um, or, or play, play or play. Hand. Yeah, play offhand. Oh, I guess it depends on who the other forward is. My other forward. Yeah. Eric Cole. Oh yeah, someone's got to play center. Yeah. Oh. Uh, er- how about Eric Cole though with the great stash and rocking the backwards cap in the alumni game? He's That's like, I'm so not wearing great. a he's like, I'm not wearing a bucket. Screw this. I'm just wearing my hat backwards <laughs> and rock the greatest facial hair and the it, the flow too is just so beautiful. Oh, I love it. Anyway, cat, end us off. Okay, so I'm going a completely different route. Because what I'm going to do instead is are you, present- gonna, are, you are you gonna go defense first and then goalie, then full? No, I'm presenting. So Bailey, I think you have one of these. It's the Stadium Series official game program. I got it, and you went back and got it because you said it looked cool. (laughs) I'm kind of jealous I didn't get one, honestly. So, obviously, there's some part in the back that's dedicated to the Caps. I didn't look through that part. Um, But they do have a section called Hurricanes All-Time Team. This is who they have listed. Cam Ward. And I'll read the first line for each one so you can see why they picked him. Cam Ward. Ward is a slam dunk choice as the best goalie in Hurricanes history. Then on defense, they have Glenn Wesley. Wesley is the only defenseman in team history to have his jersey number retired, his number two going in the rafters on February 17, 2009. Makes sense. Other defensive player, which is actually more one of the more current ones, Jacob Slavin. Slavin is arguably the best defenseman in team history. Yeah. Which I just I just read that sentence multiple times. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> who could have um, seen that coming? And then you're, hey, listen, of the guys he got listed with. Ron Francis. Francis was the Hurricanes' first star player. Yep. Rod Brindamore is the next one. Brindamore is the face of the Hurricanes. Shocker. And last one, Eric Stahl. Since the franchise moved to Carolina, Stahl is the first all-time in goals, assists, points, power play goals, and power play points. He also did get 100 points in his rookie season when they won the Cup, so. There we go. I'm, yeah, I'm sure that, yep, that's later on, but I just read the first sentence. Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying in general. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have your stats. <laughs> But that is what they deemed as the Hurricanes' all-time team. 
And I am just in love that you have all of these all-stars and they put one Jacob Slavin <laughs> smack dab in the middle. Who's surprised? Not I. And it, and it honestly says that he, this will be interesting. I mean, cause he's not, he's not scoring a whole bunch this season, but he will likely as soon as next season become Hurricanes all-time leading scoring defenseman. Justin Falk has the title now. Um, with 258 points, Slavin entered this season with 208. He's gonna get it. Yeah. All so, right. So, so, is, so your roster is based off the. Yeah, I just wanted to present that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You guys all had really good ones. I just wanted to show that the all-time roster, the recognition from, I mean, put together by. I would guess ESPN put this together. Maybe we did. Either way. <laughs> the NHL probably did. The NHL did. That for, uh, typo Wait, really? Yeah, so if you read his bio in there, I think it's like it says he's from Finland or something. Wait, who? Nations. Martin Natchez. <gasps> nope, he's not a Finn. Okay. Wrong. Zach, do we have any other questions from Love? What was it? Wait, can you reread that question? What was that question again? <laughs> what From do you Jules? mean? Yeah, reread it. Um, all right, you gotta give me a second. I gotta go back to it now. I'm gonna... okay. <laughs> I was just on it. Hold on. No, I'm, I'm back on it. I'm back on it. Um, if you could pick, create a one full O line, one full D pairing, one goalie of all former players to win the cup with the Canes, who would it be? My answer met that criteria perfectly. Uh, except for Jacob Slavin. Jacob Slavin's a current player. You need to do former players. Did she say all time or did she say no current? Former Hurricanes. Oh, well, he is too amazing to leave out. <laughs> fact- One of them was mine. I said Cam Ward. <laughs> so actually, you don't pick the criteria. You pick three players. It's fine. Cat will take it. We Wait, probably- it says he's from. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it says he's from Czech. He's from Czech, yeah, yeah. Captain Finland to a gold medal in the World Junior Championship in 2014. I don't think that's right. <laughs> that's Tavo. That, that was Tavo. Tavo was the captain of that team. <laughs> the Tavo. Oof, Marones. All right. All right. So now. Thank you, everyone. Okay, well, first of all, thank you, everyone, who sent us your questions. That was just absolutely thank amazing. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Now it's time to go to everyone's favorite segment. It's the Forgotten Canes. And I would just, before at- we do this, let me give a big shout-out to Kane Stats for dealing with our long-ass <laughs> So thanks for sticking with us. I mean, thanks to all of our guests that deal with this, but especially you. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. I will say... <laughs> It's such a joy to be here after reading very, very terrible articles that were written about you guys. And I would be very like remiss not to mention that and how disrespectful it was and how I think that person was a massive jerk. So I just want to say that. But not a bunch of jerks. And not, no. a, it was not just the a kind of jerk thing. that we like to be. Yeah. Well, we so. appreciate your support. And yeah, we we appreciate all the love from not only you but everybody who's supported us over. Yeah, Alex the Ohari. that we put out. Alex Ohari's fantastic mention. Uh, also, Andrew Rinaldi, 
you know, friend of the pod, two-time guest. He, Absolutely. Yeah, reached out to me because um, we, we worked together at Field Pass, but yeah, he reached out. He did, he was just really great about it. I mean, Daniel Wagner, uh, Ray and Brad, I mean, the Rod the Bod podcast, they've reached out to us recently to do something with them at some point. I mean, just the list goes on and on. Like We have just friends everywhere, and we appreciate everyone. Mile High Pundit. Uh, Beth from Woe Hockey, Jules. I mean, it's just nice to know that whenever Kane's Twitter gets crazy, because you know it can from time to time, um, <laughs> that it also you can make some really good connections and have good support there as well. Absolutely, we all appreciate it. So. Oh yeah, for, yeah. So thank you to everyone for all the support. I mean, our number, our the podcast numbers are absolutely amazing. I mean, just. Four episodes already over 100 episodes. Shark's Cast After Dark's over 160. So I mean, we we appreciate everyone who's just given us support and pr- probably give us the best run of episode numbers we've had in a long time. So it's I, we're so appreciative. It keeps just it just keeps getting better and better. The best honestly. run of episodes while as while we are sleep deprived, um, go on long tangents. I don't know how to work my mic. Just <laughs> we just everyone's just a bunch of freaking beauties for a bunch of jerks yeah. <laughs> all right so i'm gonna start us off with our everyone's favorite segment of forgotten canes and uh this guy played in one game so it fits the criteria <laughs> oh, he, God. Has, he has to play in at least one game um, he doesn't really have a whole lot of stats and stuff like that because he's <laughs> he just doesn't have stats basically. He played in one game for the Hurricanes, uh, he works for the Hurricanes right now, and he was a goalie. Trip Tracy, is it Alves? Alves, oh, George, yeah, George Alves. I did that one, Zach. Did you? <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> oh my gosh! Starting off with the bang, guys. All right, I'll I'll, All right. I'll find I'll find another one and circle back. My gosh! All right, cat. I, I, I was I was gonna get I was gonna get funny with it, but never mind. I guess. <laughs> oh, I think I'm getting funny with mine. I'll take over that. Gosh, darn it. We should retitle All this right, episode. Cat, go up. Roast on Zach. <laughs> Zach uh, gets dragged. Okay. While you do that, my guy is <laughs> 200 pounds. He played left wing and he shoots with his left. Um, he is a former player. He doesn't play anymore. Um, he was with the Hurricanes from... Well, he, his first time with us was in 1997, but he only played two games. Um, and then he came back to us in 1999 and until 2003. Um, and then since then, he has been a coach. He is from... Oh, he was also... This will probably give it away. Um, well, he's from Ontario, Canada, but this will give it away. He was the former head coach and general manager of an AHL team. I didn't say the team because that really would give it away. 
Any other, any guesses so far? No. I was going to say Jeff Daniels, but I'm way off on this. No, you're correct. Oh, let's go. Jeff Daniels. Wow, let's go. The only other, I was going to say the other teams he's played for in the NHL are the Penguins, uh, the Panthers, um, Hartford Whalers, uh, Carolina Hurricanes, Nashville Predators. Okay. All right, so I'm going to do mine real quick because I did find my guy. (laughs) And for anyone, wait, while I wrap it up, for anyone listening who doesn't know, but they should know, is that he is currently coaching with the Carolina Hurricanes. On the power power play unit. Yep. All right, my guy has only played four games for the Hurricanes. Oh, God. Two games back – Two games back in the 16-17 season, two games in the 21-22 season. Uh, in those four games, he has two points, and they're both assists, and he is a minus four in those four games. What years did he play? 16-17, and the Play with the Wolves for he played with the Wolves. He played with the Wolves for a while. Oh, I was thinking, is it no? I was gonna say Max Lejoie, but no. Who played for us? It's a winger who played for us, but who was it? Am I saying he played during the COVID? The COVID. What was that cat? Potterowski. Yes. Yep. Yep. Potterowski. Yeah. He's who's currently with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Oh, I miss him. Potts, we miss you. Andrew, I know Andrew Rinaldi misses him. I so know much. Andrew misses him to hell. Yeah, I feel Andrew. Andrew's having a good time right now covering the Grand Rapids Griffins and the Chicago Wolves. Both teams are absolutely crapping in the Central Division. So Thanks. you hate to see it. All right, so I redeemed myself. Andrew Podoroski is my got guy. it. Nice. All right, Kane stats. All right, so my player. We should hear a lot of stats about this player. <laughs> no, actually, I kept it very simple. All right, so my player was – he's six foot one. He's – Does he like take yes. long walks on the beach and – Listen, you know, it's and, important because if I – you say six foot one, that immediately rolls out Jarvis. <laughs> he was six wow. foot one, 217 pounds. Damn. He played on the Hurricanes during the 2018-2019 season. He had 13 points on the power play that year, which was the most he ever had in his entire career. And he played on the top line that season with Teravainen and Aho. Oh, gosh. You're going to like in the deep, like. When did he play again? What were the years? It was 2018 and 2019. Oh, my gosh. He was on the first team that made the playoffs that year. He was such a vital part of that power play. He led the power play in goals for about half the season. Does he still play? Does he still play? He's still in the league, but he's technically retired. Zach looks like he's got it. I'm trying to think of all the guys that played then. I know. I feel like a dummy. I feel like people are yelling at us right now. Like, it's this guy. It's this guy. I'll give you one more 
something if you want me to. Okay. All right. His major, I would say he had a major contribution is that he was really like brought in to like really be heavy on the power play or sorry, heavy in general for the playoffs. And then in, in game two in Washington, he was ejected for a hit that he made. Oh, what? Mm, I know. I know you're talking about in my, I'm like, the name is. And give more. We had him. We got him in a trade, and he wasn't Adam Fox. Oh, Adam Fox, Dougie Hamilton, and Blank. Oh no! I know it. I can't. Uh Where's he? Okay, quick. Where's he from? Definitely Canada. I'm not sure where. Oh my gosh! I know you're talking. I see his face. I can't. I can't put the. I can't get the name. But I'm looking. I know his face. Who is it? It is Michael Furlan. Oh my god! I, I was staring at. Damn it! <laughs> I was staring at Furlan. <laughs> hey, you succeeded! You back! Yay! <laughs> it, it's a good rounding of this episode. <laughs> Oh my! I think it was. So I wanted to choose him because I think he was. Well, one, I hope he's well. I know he's yeah. had a lot, a lot of health issues, and he did like a lot to contribute to that team. But also, like he was a very important part of getting us to the playoffs that year. And I think he's kind of like forgotten amongst the fans. He was literally yeah. on the top line for a lot yeah. of that season with Aho and Terabina. Mm-hmm. Forgotten amongst the fans as we all struggled. <laughs> oh man! I mean, think about. I mean, you only played like sixty or seventy games for us, and like he had moments, but it's also like he did kind of get forgotten because he played that one season. He was out of the lineup in the playoffs, and then he was he signed in the off season with Vancouver, and he's in the West Coast, and we never see him again. Yeah. Gosh. Son of a gun! I can't. I, I knew you were talking about. It. I just couldn't get the name, but I saw his face. It's... I'm sure Jules was screaming it. Probably. <laughs> all right, Bells, bring us some for this wild, crazy, long episode we just turned into. All this, we talked about a lot of stuff. It's we the did. questions. Well, the questions, the stats, everything else. I mean, so I took but... my glasses off, so you guys wouldn't be able to see it through the screen. We couldn't <laughs> see it regardless, Bill. I, I don't like either. to take any chances. Yeah, so, I'm telling you right now, you cannot see the screen on your glasses that good unless you're like right here on it. You I'm just saying. Uh, I, I, I was trying to zoom in to see. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my guy, and I'm going to be super vague because y'all are going to get it within the first few, but I just think it's hilarious. Um, so, this guy, uh, he was drafted uh, 17th overall in the 2008 NHL entry draft. Not by the Hurricanes, but by Toronto, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, no, just kidding. He was drafted by the Anaheim Ducks. Um, He played for the University of Wisconsin for three years and then made his way to the Toronto Marlies. Um, He has spent most of his career playing with the Toronto Maple Leafs until uh, his contract ended and he signed with the Hurricanes in 2019-2020. Is it Rod Hainsey? No. Oh, gosh darn it. Wait, no. then he signed with the Hurricanes when? 2019-2020. Oh, 
Play with the Maple Leafs. During that 2019-2020 season with the Canes, he played 68 games overall, but only had four goals and 20 assists. Some would say he's on the last year of his contract. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right, Kane Stats, I think you know who, who is it. It is Jake Gardner. This is true. Oh, give me a <laughs> so I mentioned I, that I was going to do this, too, a few days ago, and they were like, dude, that would be hilarious. <laughs> wait. So whenever you said who he's drafted by, I was like, wait a minute. I don't have it. And then you said by the Ducks. I'm like, okay, I got it. Okay, cool. Let's wait, go. you said he had how many games played? 68 games played in that 2019-2020 season. Oh, okay. Just in that season. Okay. Not overall. Like, if he was fully healthy, like, he would be such a power play asset for us, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, he would be, yeah. Oh, we know. Al- Alex lets us know that on a daily basis. Eddie, yeah, anytime he can. Yep, pretty much. Well, what a great group of uh, players we picked for this one. Even though I once again absolutely just crap the bed and pick a player that's already been picked, because we can't all be winners, Zach. The, the, uh, this obviously wasn't my episode because I got <laughs> absolutely dummied and, and embarrassed all in one episode. Just how to come is that, is that the norm? No, not no, always. No. Sometimes no. we give them a hard time, but not as much as we did tonight. No, this, well, this, glad this, we contribute. Yeah, this was I've had a long week one. at work. I need to take up my anger somewhere. If it was <laughs> if it had been a play, player Bailey had done, it might not have been called out as much. <laughs> See, Bringing Bailey, a freaking Martin Natchez. <laughs> no, you take your anger out on Grant, not me. <laughs> no, he's been really nice lately. I can't do that. <laughs> wow. He, he bought me dinner. He made me a little petal, rose petal flower heart. It was really cute. So I, I can't get it mad at it. Late Valentine's. Huh. It was. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> anyway. But we, we, are really gonna, we are going to wrap the episode because it's gone on pretty long. Sorry, everyone. Actually, <laughs> no, we're not sorry. We like, who cares how long our episodes are? Everyone enjoys them. Everyone, no matter how long the episodes are, they're still great numbers regardless. So, you know what? Thank you, everyone who stood up. Who made it this far into the episode? It's it's been a long week. You and if you're not listening, week. fuck you. <laughs> it's all. Oh, I hey, we didn't say it. We didn't say it. Also, if you skip to this part, hello and welcome. <laughs> hello. But no, can stats. Obviously, thank you so much for jumping out with us tonight. I know it's a lot longer than we thought it was going to be, but you stuck with us the entire time. Had fun just roasting me in the process, but no, honestly, though, thank you for taking the time. I know you're on vacation, but just thank you for coming on. So, but I appreciate you guys. Yeah. But before we let you go, though, where people can find you on the socials? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at KaneStats. And short and sweet you can find you can find my venmo at kane stats as well <laughs> hey he's got he's got to get duke some pu- cups somehow right? no he, he's got to get duke some blueberries somehow come on yes is, is is duke still passed out we we gotta get him on a video at least you know oh um, let me one. let me grab this dude oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! For the fact that, like, all right, let's go wake up Duke one more time. But yeah, Kane Stats is a great follow if you're looking for some obviously great stats about the Canes. 
But also, just in general, if you for anybody with no context, not watching the YouTube version, <laughs> he oh. turns his video on, and Duke's just laying against him like oh. dead. <laughs> Duke's like he's I'm unamused. So tired. Yeah, he's like I'm so Duke. tired, Dad. Let's go, Bye, man. Buddy. Oh, look at the little pause. <laughs> so she if you guys so are wondering who runs the Kane Steph account, this guy, this little guy is the cutest thing ever duke i love you if you're running who runs the kane stats account it's really a dog named duke (laughs) (laughs) all right so moose you don't write the article about us we got duke on the podcast we're all good here so slumber yeah, he, he's just, he's just like he, he looks at the guy. He's like, "Why did you really wake me up for this?" He's like, "I'm pretty and I know it." I literally would just want to drop him right now, but I'm pretty sure he's trying to sleep, and I'm pretty sure he would just fall down. Yeah, he, yeah. Looking at yeah, looking at his face right now, he's like he's already to pass out. So. I loved him. All right, Cat. Where can people find you on the socials? Yeah, you can um, follow me on Twitter as well at Kaniac Chick. Um, you can also follow me on TikTok um, and Instagram at KVT Hunter 74. Um, had some fun little stadium series videos put up recently, some of them featuring my two co hosts, mainly Bailey. <laughs> up there. I mean, that's what happens when we sit together at the game. So. <laughs> Um, so yep, give me a follow. You can also, um, I'm also helping run the uh, five, five in a game TikTok, which is spelled out five game SN on TikTok. And if you're also looking to follow other five in a game network accounts, there we're on Twitter at five and a game SN, all spelled out, and YouTube at 5GSN. And then, and that's with the number five, not spelled out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes just gotta pre- gotta preference it all right well i didn't say it was spelled out so i hope they knew <laughs> okay bailey where, bailey where people can find you on the socials you can find me on twitter at bailey curtis and that is bailey with two eyes um if you're in for a, a more personal look into my life you can follow me over on instagram at bailey lynn curtis I also run things over on the YouTube side of the Sojcast. Uh, so if you're looking for some video content, which is a lot more chaotic than it sounds on Spotify and all those fun places, uh, be sure to subscribe. Um, We're just the Sojcast uh, on YouTube. Go watch some past videos, leave a like, uh, comment, subscribe, and be sure to hit that bell notification so you never miss an episode. And we promise we'll get the episodes from. Yes, we got, we got a backlog. No, he he doesn't back. promise anything. I promise I will get them up soon. <laughs> I can't promise anything. You're the YouTube person. Yes, that's why I'm saying I I have to promise this. You don't do it. <laughs> I, I just gotta harass you a little bit longer yeah. to get you to do it. So you also need to tell my job to stop working me as much as they are. <laughs> I can't be their chief. You're on your own on that one. All right, um, where can we find you, Zach? Yes, you can Zach find me on. You can find me on Twitter at one true Zach. That's only true Zach. It's all just spelled out. Um, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's Zach R Martin 22. I share a plethora of different things from hockey to D and D to music to whatever is good to share. Cause why not have a little bit of fun with it? Um, you can find the search cast on Twitter and Instagram at the search cast. We great, unique name on all of our social media just matches everything. Uh, we do have a link tree on the Instagram and on Twitter. If you go on there, 
find where you can listen to our podcast, go check out the network itself, and also check out our amazing sponsors. Um, make sure to check that out as well. If you want to find my articles, I uh, work for uh, Field Pass Hockey at FPH Checkers on Twitter, and make sure to go to fieldpasshockey.com because obviously my co-host here also writes for Field Pass Hockey. I do. Um, make sure to go check her out at uh, FPH Eagles on Twitter. Um, and then same thing on, uh, if you want to go look for my, my article specifically, go to my, uh, I have a link on my bio on my Twitter that goes right to my whole home feed of all the articles that I write for there. But yeah, this was a lot of fun, you know, knocked out a lot of great stuff. Thank you to everyone who sent us the questions. Um, like I said, Kate Stats, thank you once again, Duke. Thank you for just being Duke <laughs> and having to wake him up consistently but until this Sunday, where we have a great episode. We have a fantastic guest in store for you guys. I'm so excited. Three episodes of, three episodes in one week. We're just on a roll, y'all. We are. We are an absolute on a on roll. On a roll and it, lack of sleep. <laughs> a lot of coffee. A lot of coffee. But until next Sunday for season two, episode 35 of the Surge Cast, I'm Zach. I'm Bailey. I'm Kat. And with our amazing guests, Kang, Stats, and Duke. We'll see you next time here at the Search Cast. Bye.